A huge congratulations to Whalen Bay. They are the number one dealer in sales in the nation for Mako and Tahoe boats. How cool is that? Hey folks, Captain Kevin Faber here for Whalen Bay Marine, and I've been telling you for years how much I love the Mako Pro Skiff Series. They're an absolute inshore fishing machine. But don't forget, they also carry tracker boats, nitro performance fishing boats, sun tracker pontoon boats, and Tahoe boats. Now you want some bigger news? Whalen Bay is now the dealer for Ranger boats. The new Ranger Saltwater Bay boats look amazing. Also, Ranger Aluminum Series and Ranger pontoons, which are perfect for fishing and just relaxing. So now, no matter what your boating needs are, Whalen Bay has you covered. And I can promise you that when you buy your new boat, all the folks at Whalen Bay will make sure your boat is rigged correctly and in a timely manner. You can do all this at Whalen Bay in St. Augustine, located at 845 State Road 207, or give them a call at 217-3778, or visit WhalenBayMarine.com. Whalen Bay Marine, your authorized dealer for tracker boats, Nitro, Sun Tracker, Tahoe, Mako, and now your full line of Ranger boats. And remember, every day is a boat show at Whalen Bay Marine. Good morning and welcome to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter, Jeff Lagerman, Captain Kirk Waltz, Mr. Chris Wayne. Good morning. Morning, morning. How are we doing? Happy holidays. Yeah. You know, I guess Merry post Christmas. Happy New Year. So, yeah, I guess you don't say Merry Christmas anymore. Say Merry Christmas. Happy, say Merry Christmas yeah, all absolutely. year long. Merry, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas season. Was, uh, was Santa good to you guys? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Chris? No? Yes. <laughs> I get yes. the impression that he wasn't. Oh, no, no, no. Thanks. It was my, good? Uh, my gift was... No, it was all good. All my kids are doing good. That's awesome. You know? And great gift. It, Our kids are doing great. You know, it was such a blessing to see them all during Christmas. You yeah. Know? Yeah, you had them all in. Uh, they all came in. Madison came good up from deal. Tampa and, and went over to Dad's house Christmas Day and then came over to ours the day after and hung out and had dinner with us and... Holidays can be it can be great and they can be a little stressful. Holidays can always be a little bit of both. Yeah, I think, uh, and, and, and you know, and you see why. There's a lot going on. Um, you know, a lot of folks don't realize that not everybody gets the weekends off. That there are a lot of folks out there that have to work Christmas right. Day and Christmas mm-hmm. Eve and That's right. New Year's Eve and New Year's Day and and during the holidays and, and that and that makes it a challenge for families that have children and and you know want to show them a good time for Christmas and dad's got to get up and go put on his police uniform or fireman's uniform and, and go to work, you know, yeah. and those situations, those jobs can be stressful as well as even if you're working at a resort hotel or, you know, working in a restaurant, a bar, um, you know, got street duty. Are you guys know, maintenance, whatever yeah, you said duty. Then, uh, this time of year with the, with the holidays and everything, um, there's a, of course a, a million football games on. Mm-hmm. Oh, so fun okay. too, man. It's, you know, during the holidays, it seems I like there's football. always a football game on, and for years it's always been kind of the bowl thing. I'm not a fan of the bowl thing. Yeah, it gets a little uh, it's a little I, over the top. I, I, I yeah, mean, first it of all, is over the top. I'm, I'm excited that the 
Uh, Tax Slayer Bowl was awesome. They had a great game. That was a great game. Yeah. Clemson I heard it came back and won. I didn't watch it. But I watched a lot of it, and then right at the end, I had to go outside for a minute, and I, heard I, I regretted that because when I came back in, it just switched real quick. I heard it was fantastic. Yeah. It was. It was a good game. But besides you know, the local bowl that we have, do you guys follow any of the other ones? I don't. I follow the ones that um, I'm loyal to the college. Like I watched the, uh, um, uh, the Bulls beat the tar out of the red man um which was 45 to nothing Woo! in the boca bowl the boca. So i was i was real happy for the the new coach down at university of south florida he had a successful year i was happy that uh brad's son colby smith got to go down and actually ask, act as a, an assistant to the coach and help call you know help with the plays for the for the team to help them be successful and win i think that was great for them that you know nice. jenny and, and brad and and Colby and, and Chase got to go down to Boca Raton, and they played in the Boca Bowl. So I was happy to see that. And as far as the the, the rest of them, yeah, I, I don't know. If I followed them a little bit. I watched a little bit of that game yesterday. And so I mean, but there there are just so many of them. It's, you know, you, kinda, you, know you just go through all of them. I it's know, like, and that's kind of why. I, look, I I'm I like college football, and uh. This time of year, you know, the outdoors kind of slows down a little bit because you're not in the woods, you're not right, in the yeah. water. Yep. Yeah. You got family things and you're you're around the TV a little bit more. Yeah. And I, I look, during the year, I don't I don't watch a ton of college football. Mhm. In the bowl season, I'm like, why? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Now, now why, back, why change now? I mean, when, back when I was in college and I played in one, of course, it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, know, you get to have yeah. fun and you know, travel to another city, and they treat you like royalty, and it was fun. And mm-hmm. My great trips to the uh, All-American Bowl in Birmingham, <laughs> Alabama. <laughs> hey. Yeah, there you go. Hey, it's a, well, you know, and it's a, it, you know, all these years later, you still remember it. I mean, does that thing even exist anymore? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. even know. I mean – it yeah. probably has three or four sponsor <laughs> names attached to it uh, now. Of course, of course. But the uh, the great thing this year about Christmas was the NFL mm-hmm. was all over. Right. Christmas, you know, not just Christmas Day, but of course you had Saturday and Sunday leading up to it. And look, you guys know I'm a big fan of the NFL. I, I enjoyed the heck out of that. I yeah. did too. I got pretty saturated. Yeah. I mean, we watched a lot of football yeah, at the house. Yeah, it was good. I, I mean, I worked some. You know, but I mean, it was nice coming home and flip the game on and going, oh yeah, there's another game. Yeah. and it was some good football. Yeah, it was nice. So it was fun to Christmas watch. Christmas on games. a Monday and then yeah. have a triple header on Monday for yeah. the NFL and yeah. then Saturday and Sunday games. It was I mean, pretty nice. Now, I got, I got now our Sunday games weren't so great. <clears throat> yeah, no, uh, we had <coughs> we got a little right. bit of problem a tough there. one there in Tampa. But um, yeah, and and God, you had the perfect weather for it down there. Oh, it was, it was fantastic! It was gorgeous. It was fantastic. Know? It was uh, it was pretty cool because I my in laws live in Deland. Yeah, Florida. it was perfect. So went down there for the holiday weekend. Oh, and that's just nice. Drove right over to Tampa. Yeah, which is what two hours. Yeah, right at two. Yep. Not no problem. <laughs> Thank goodness there wasn't a lot of traffic on I four. <laughs> that place Ooh. can get like a parking lot. Ooh. Kyle got caught in that, and he was like, Dad. It's like a parking lot. It's unbelievable at times. Yeah. But I made it through there unscathed. Yeah. Nice. Which, thank thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, all the traffic folks there in Orlando. And and, and then on the way back, it didn't seem to be any problem. But, of course, that's Christmas Eve at night. You know, yeah. so there's not a lot of people on the road. Nobody on the roads. Well, on I-4, there's always people. I mean, <laughs> I know Kyle said they were driving, and 
he was telling me that there were just nobody on the roads. He got up real early one morning to go run some errands. All right, so I got a I got a text from my buddy Scott Parker. He because I brought up the Birmingham mm-hmm. All American Bowl. Bowl. Okay, he said that Duke beat Troy in the Birmingham Bowl. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> well, well I, how come they don't have a sponsor? Oh, well, that's that. It's got to be something else. Of the something or something or other Birmingham Bowl, right? Yeah. The Chucks meets Birmingham Bowl probably is what it is. Yeah, it was. Uh, well, you know, the funny one I watched yesterday was the Tony the Tiger Bowl. Oh wow! All right, I hey, like I, I heard it was great. It was great. <laughs> it was good. I mean, you know, Notre Dame kicked some serious butt over there, but it, it was kind of comical. I mean, I. I get home yesterday from fishing, and I'm going, oh, I got to watch something. I'm like, oh, man, Tony the Tiger Bowl. I flipped that on. Kate's over there chuckling. She goes, really? I said, yeah. Tony the Tiger Bowl. Frosted That's Flakes. That's a great name, though. I love great, it. Man. Totally, so, totally conversation piece So it's right just there. the cereal bowl. Yeah, the cereal bowl. Cereal bowl. There you go. The Chris, cereal that bowl. is pure genius. genius. Genius is what it is. <laughs> I'm a real man of genius. I mean, they so, see the coach for Notre Dame come up after the game, and he's going, this guy's fought so hard. And here comes Tony the Tiger. He no, gets behind. Yeah, no. he gets right behind the coach oh. and the quarterback. And his, Who did they play? Um, they played the, uh, Oregon the Beavers. State. Yeah, Oregon State Beavers. Yeah, the Beavers. And, and the, the Beavers. Uh, uh, they wore that beaver out. They <laughs> killed him. 45-3, to three, I Chris, think, was the score. That's terrible. It was, yeah. It was <laughs> Stop it, Chris. It was it was quite the game, and it was it was kind of funny to see uh, Tony the Tiger come up in his uniform as they're trying to be all serious at the game. Yeah, yeah. And ESPN's doing the interview, and she's she's asking him the question. Well, coach, what do you think about you know how do the guards do? And Tony's back there dancing around. Yeah, his that's too. cool though. Yeah, we're kind of that. Yeah, so it pays the bills. Hey, it's that, all part of the pomp and circumstance. That's right. Yeah, that was a good game. The uh, the the first bowl give you a little history lesson. The University of Virginia, which is a, has a fine football program, yeah, even a finer institution of higher learning. Indeed, absolutely. Okay. Didn't go there to strictly play football. Went there for other reasons. My, my brother was in George Welsh's first recruit or recruiting class, which was in 1982. Oh wow! So the class of 82. Oh wow! So George Welsh came from Navy, mm-hmm. highly successful at Navy. Yeah, big time. Virginia had never been to a bowl game in its history. Wow. Wow. Prior to George Welsh arriving. Wow. How about that? That's that's a long break. I mean, uh, with all the bowl games that have been around in existence for a long time, mm-hmm. the University of Virginia had never been to a bowl game ever. And you got to go? My brother went to the first one. Which now, was, what, what position did he play? He was a middle linebacker, like I was. I was really? A, I was a middle linebacker. Really? Yeah. So, I, didn't, I just didn't see Scott as that. Yeah, he was. Huh. I'll be darned. Six foot two, you know, angry, mad, 205 pounds. Oh, no, I can't see you guys being angry and mad. <laughs> no, not at all. Not being grumpy or anything. Yeah, no. he, was, he was good at that. <laughs> and they went to the, in 1984, so he was the first class with George Welsh in 1982, and I were totally off the outdoors topic, but it's a little, a little fun here. Hey, football, outdoors go together. It is. So in 1984, the University of Virginia goes to the Peach Bowl. And the Peach Bowl is in where? Atlanta. Yeah. So they go to the Peach Bowl and they play, oh gosh, who was it? Purdue in 1984. First bowl game in school history. Wow. So I was being recruited Mm. because that was a December bowl. Right. So I was a high school graduate in 1985, so I'm going into the – 
I guess would be the uh, so eighty two, three, four, five. I'm I'm going to be in the fourth recruiting class for George Welsh. Mm. So I go to the University of Virginia. My brother graduates. We didn't go to another bowl game until 1987 when we go to the uh, All-American Bowl in Birmingham, Alabama. Don't ask me the name of the sponsor. I have no idea. <laughs> no idea. It didn't have – you know, back then you didn't have sponsor names attached to the name of the bowl. Oh, now they give them so much swag. Yeah, yeah well, you do. had sponsors, but it wasn't attached to the name. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, it wasn't right. like the Tony the Tiger Bowl. Right, right. You know, so it was a little different. Kellogg's. And so we go, and so Virginia won the game against Purdue which in the Peach Bowl. And then in 1987, the All-American Bowl, we played BYU. Mm. And so here's the crazy thing. I, I'll never forget this. We go to the – you know, they have all these common things you go to for a bowl game. You right. have a dinner. The other team's there. Yeah. You know. And it's uh, held at like City Hall or something. And then you have different parties and stuff. And of course, BYU was kind of reserved a little bit. You know, their players didn't like to party as much of a, as much as our, our UVA the guys Virginia did. boys, yeah, boy. <laughs> we're pretty the good Virginia at Virginia boys are ready to come out of we the We were really good at it, as a matter of fact. And the uh, first time that I saw the team of BYU, I was like, oh my God. These guys are like 30 years old. <laughs> really? Well, I mean. Six be, years, they're going into the, uh, what is it, the, the master's well, they go doctorate on the, program? They would go on the mission trip before they would go and play college football. And so some of these yeah, guys. Yeah, that's a Mormon are, school, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 24 yeah. and 25 okay. and 26 right. years These men. You know, I just started shaving. You walk out there and you're looking at them boys going, holy smoke. And we, we whooped them. Oh, they were looking, getting oh, old and cranky, them. were they? We whooped the old men. That's funny. Well, we That's them. great. I don't remember the score, but uh, yeah, we worked. It was a whooping. Pretty good. Yeah. But it was fun. Anyway, a little flashback there. So, And that's why, like, during this time of year, it's totally bowl season. Here's the other question I have. When, is, when does Florida State play? That's one I want to watch. They play Georgia, right? Good question. Yeah, that's coming up. God, that one's going to be a good one. That's got to be this week. Is uh, I think uh, Chef Gordon is is at that one. I really? Think, I think yeah. I think you know. I think they ended up rolling out to go check that one out. That's that's going to be a good one. That's the one I want. Besides the ones that determine the national championship, which it's a shame the Florida State's not in there. Agreed. That's the one that I'm going to watch. So I'll watch the ones that determine the national championship, and I'll watch. Florida State and Georgia because that's a fantastic matchup, and then of course I'll watch the national title game. Other than that, so, I don't really care much about any of the bowl games. So they play Georgia Bulldogs play uh, the Florida State Seminoles in the Orange Bowl on Saturday today. All right, what time is that? Four o'clock. A four o'clock. All 4 right. Four p.m. I'm gonna have to be tuned into that. Yep. And That'll be a good game. I think that's gonna be a really good. game. That's gonna be a good game. The the portal stuff is uh, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, that's gotten a little out of hand. I think I I, I kind of wish I kind of wish they didn't have it. I'll be honest with you. I think it's kind of eh. I think it's squeezing the colleges a little bit too much. I don't know about that. You don't you you like it? I mean, well, let me say this, Kirk. I like the fact that those guys can make a little bit of money. Because the universities are making a lot a of money. Ton. Oh, they're making tons. They're making a lot of money off college. I saw football. the way they spend it. 
right? know they make it. They make making a lot of money. The football programs for these schools are gigantic. I, I wish I wish there the was a way though that, that it wasn't like changing teams because I want to go and make more money and I'm going to enter the portal because mm-hmm. I wish there was a way that they could say, okay, look, you can go in the portal once while you're in college or twice or whatever, mm. just to limit it. Right. You know, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is, but I'm glad that those guys are making some money because it's, it's deserved. Yeah. So anyway, enough of college football. Let's outdoors. Get, get back on the outdoors. <laughs> Speaking of the outdoors, <laughs> it is huge. It is freaking cold out there. Man. Yeah. Let's do yeah. a uh, weather and a tides. I can do that. Let's start with a weather port brought to you by the best barbecue in Jacksonville, Bearded Pig, two locations. One at the beach and one in San Marco. All right, Kirk, what do you got for for weather? You want me to do the weather? I thought you were going to do the I'm weather. Gonna, I always, I always all, do the tides. I'm going to do the weather for when it comes to just like inland. Okay, real quick. Burr. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Today, a high of 57. Okay. Tonight, overnight, overnight low of 38. Tomorrow, Sunday, high of 59. And if we're looking for the hourly forecast for kickoff time, the last home game, regular season home game, for Sunday at 1 o'clock p.m., the high is expected to be 57 and sunny. This is going to be perfect football day, though. Now, here's the NOAA forecast for Altamaha Sound to Fernandina Beach, out 20 nautical miles. Today, west winds 15 to 20, seas 2 to 3. Tonight, northwest 10 to 15, 2 to 3. Sunday, West winds 5 to 10. Tomorrow is going to be really pretty. Oh, I mean, it's, it's going to be a pretty day. It's been yesterday. was brutal. Oh, well, no. Well, it was windy. It's windy and freaking cold. Okay. I fished in it for four hours. It was cold. But right on the beach? Yeah. Because it's a westerly wind? Yeah, it was beautiful. It was flat. Oh, yeah, it was like a lake. Well, I mean, totally like a lake. Day, well, be- day before that, flat. Thursday was beautiful. I fished Thursday, Gorgeous. and the ocean was like a lake. The guys that went out did and real good. And there, Kirk, I don't know about what your guys did like in the ocean, but just to give people a little tip here, I don't know what's out there that's fairly close to the beach, but there's a lot of activity. There's a lot of birds diving. There's a lot of fish striking on top. Yeah, I think a lot of uh, pogies are still down on the end of the beach. I, know, I saw uh, a uh, school of dolphin in the uh, shipyard yesterday at Sisters Creek, BAE, and they were hammering a school of four to eight-inch mullet. I mean, Mm. they were on them, and Mm -hmm. they had them all balled up, and the the mullet were jumping out of the water. So I know there's still schools of mullet moving around. Um, I saw a few of the commercial mullet boats yesterday with this cold weather setting in. It was cold. I mean, I hit the water at uh, 7.30, you know, quarter to eight, almost eight o'clock for a nine o'clock charter. And um, the wind was blowing 15 out of the northwest. And then by the time the sun got up around 1030, yeah. 11, it, it blew a steady 20 to 25. And uh, I saw Jeremy and Steve out there yesterday. Steve did a double yesterday. Hold on, before you get to some of these <laughs> things, just real quick here. If those if the people are thinking about going offshore, mm-hmm. The weather is going to be fantastic mm-hmm. for an offshore day on Sunday. Sunday is going to be pretty. I mean, two seas, two feet with a dominant period of nine seconds. That's pretty spread out. Same thing on Monday. Monday, west winds five to 10, increasing 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Seas, two feet with a dominant period of nine seconds. 
Tuesday? Yeah, yeah. It's coming around. Tuesday's 15 to 20. You know, so, yeah. Wednesday, though. Wednesday southeast is coming back around, so Wednesday will be a pretty day to fish. Well, and here's the thing. It's going to be warming up a little bit Wednesday. So if, if, if the folks are thinking about it, okay, on Wednesday, the the thing that you got to watch out for, there's a uh, slight chance of thunderstorm, chance of showers in the evening on Wednesday. But right. Wednesday could be a really good day for inshore fishing. Yeah. Just because the, uh, the weather's going to be good as far as wind. Temperature is going to be warming up a little bit, and then a mm. chance of rain, but that's okay if it starts to rain. Put on rain suit, and then you could also hit the boat ramp and call it a day quick if you wanted to. Right. So that's um, a good possibility there. Tides brought to you by Angie Subs, the finest sub shop in Jacksonville Beach. I kind of got a hankering. Oh, I hear you, man. Mm. Might have to run, make, a, make a little run over there today, get me some of them crispy french fries. Uh, what am I in the mood for sandwich-wise? Mm. I haven't had a my wife kick me out Yeah, quite maybe some time. there you go. Maybe that's what you need to hit right uh, there. Which has got know? chicken and turkey, and it's got a little bit of mm. kind of spicy ranch on it. Yum. I imagine he's got some kind of special he's got whooped up for the New Year's mm. Eve. You know, well, it's, it's kind of hard sometimes to make a choice between a my wife and here's the other one that I become a big fan of. A shit, the shit's called the Shane. The Shane. I, I do you guys like those? Um, oh gosh, what are they called? The uh, uh, they they put them on fried calamar sometimes. Uh, they're green and they're red and they're peppers. What kind of thing are they? Are they called like if you go to. Uh, like a, a chili riano, like no, a, no, no, a, no. a green chili? Is that what you're thinking of? No. So, like, you go to Capitol Grill and you get the uh, fried calamari. Oh, like the porticelli or whatever they call them, porcellis? Or? No, no, no. At, at Capitol Grill, when you get fried calamari, because okay. Okay, that's, like, one of my favorite. That's me and Tara's favorite restaurant for a date night. Right. Okay, you go there and you get the fried calamari, and they've got the uh, – uh, there's green and red – peppers on it of some kind i'll think of it in a minute but anyway the shane has that on it shane is awesome right i'll think of it in a minute anyway what's the uh tides for today? tides so you've got a high tide coming up at 10 49 a.m which is good you had a low tide at 404 a.m this morning um and with the way the wind's blowing out of the west it ought to get fairly low it took a while for the water to kind of get out of there yesterday because there was a, still a little bit of swell creeping in even though it wasn't much um i think the peak tide is a 4.6 so it's not too bad but once it turns folks and it starts going out when we get a west northwest wind out of mayport that's right almost straight down the pipe it really is Mm -hmm. and when that water gets moving with that wind it gets cooking um but uh i just talked to uh steve via text got mullen he said he's sitting in his truck right now 39 degrees at the truck at the ramp. He said, no wind. The flag is limp at the pilot station. So, you know. Between you and Chris this morning, you guys are like dirty-minded. I can no, tell you I, that. Man, only Uh-oh. if you got a dirty mind. No, right, so not me. flag is dead at, at Mayport. So, there's no wind right now. But yesterday, it got up. And Steve, God bless you. I can't believe you fished a double yesterday. You are an Iron Man. Because I know when I got off the water um, at around 1.30, it was flipping blowing and it was chilly and I had on multiple layers and wool gloves and a, a knit cap and the whole nine yards. All right. So the hot cherry peppers on the calamar. So they have like this, 
it's kind of okay. the same thing on that Shane sandwich at uh, at Angie's. Right. All right, uh, that's your Tide Report brought to you by Angie Subs. Let's take a break. We come back. Chuck has got a surf fish- fishing question. And, uh, and then we can also talk to you, 904-641-1010, right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show, brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Hey, look, if you are looking for a piece of equipment, coastal equipment on New Kings Road and McClenny, they've got... Two locations to serve you, and they've got all kinds of equipment. They've got the Kubota tractors, all the Gravely mowers, all the different land pride attachments that go on the tractors. They've got everything, including all the steel power equipment, all there at Coastal Equipment. Again, New Kings Road and McClenny. Now let's go to the phone lines, 904-641-1010. Chuck has dialed us up pretty quick. Morning, Chuck. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Uh, Happy New Year to you guys. Um, you just mentioned about the uh, about offshore. I walk the beach quite a bit during the week and noticed a lot of pelicans dive bombing and sitting out there. And I was wondering, uh, and I have a follow as well, guys. Um, bait with the temperature change of the ocean water. Uh, do I need to think about changing the bait between swim time and water time? With it changing the water temperature. What are your thoughts on that? Well, so let me, uh, you kind of broke up, up a little, little bit. bit. Yeah, so ask that question one more time. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry, guys. Uh, I was wondering about if there needs to be any change in the bait used to surf fishing during the cooler water months as opposed to the summer months. Uh, great question, Chuck. Do you change the bait in the winter based on water temperature? What, what you do find is the fish – and I, I had a perfect example of it Thursday. Um, I had Lee Coughlin out that I took fishing by himself. He works for JFRD here in town. Great guy. And and um, he and I went out fishing, and we found a school of trout. Perfect example. And we found them out in the ocean. And we were using live shrimp, and some of the shrimp were fairly large. And we kept feeling the trout bump it, and I knew that's what they were, but they weren't taking the bait. You know, you you know, if you're if you're a trout fisherman and you've caught them, a lot of times you set the hook on them. If you set them too hard, they got rubber lips. That's why they call them weak fish. You know, and you tear that little membrane in their mouth and lose them. And we kept losing fish. And I looked at him and I said, "Man, I, I know these trout are here, and we're getting them on the hook, but we keep we keep losing them." Mm-hmm. And he goes, "What are we going to do?" And and I caught a small little um, whiting. And I took a fillet knife and just, you know, opened it up and took the side off of it. And then we caught a small grunt and did the same thing with the grunt. And we cut them into real small strips and made the bait smaller, thinner, Mm -hmm. but still had the taste and the flash like if it was like a small little glass minnow. And threw those back out there. And then we commenced to start putting a whoop down on them. And I think, I guess my my, uh, answer to that question is a lot of times when the water gets cold, Kevin and I have talked about this for years and Jeff, that, that you've got to reduce the size of the bait because the fish's metabolism is not too fired up in this cold water. Even though the water temperature dropped down to a low of 57, 58 the other day, it popped back up when we had that warm spell for four or five days. Mm-hmm. And yesterday it was 60 degrees, which is kind of warm for this kind of time of the year. And that 60-degree water temperature 
fish will bite, but they've still their metabolism's backed off, and you got to reduce the well, size you, of the bait. You want to make it a little bit easier for them, but 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 to answer the question as far as changing the bait, no. A fresh a fresh shrimp and a small piece of fresh shrimp exactly on the hook is year round. Or if you're if you're fishing with finger mullet and you put like I did, I got on the finger mullet good a couple times. So I put up Ziploc bags full of finger mullet in the cooler at the house, my freezer. And what I'll do is I'll take them and I'll fillet them, mm-hmm. and then I'll take that finger mullet and cut that strip in half and put that on the hook. And you'd be surprised at how successful you can be just making the bait a little bit smaller. Yeah, that's typically okay. what we do, though. Hey, thanks, Jeff. Hey, Jeff, I had one follow-up uh, for you, if I could, sir. Yeah. Yeah, hey, uh, you had mentioned uh, going, uh, playing that bowl game against, against BYU back in the day. Uh, there was a reason why teams didn't really, or cities didn't really care about having BYU come into town. Is their fans that bring a copy of the Ten Commandments and a $100 bill and wouldn't break either one of them? <laughs> Yeah, they, they didn't have exactly the most. Uh, That's pretty funny. High spending alumni. You know, when, when UVA alumni came to town, they're going to they're gonna party. Money. They're going to pay some money. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They're going to buy some food and oh, buy yeah. some beverages. Oh, yeah. Yep. yeah. I get that. Yeah. That's I totally get it. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, it's fun. a great question, though, this time of year. And it is because it, it, it happens a lot. I mean, yesterday was How a perfect much example. success, though, are you having on the beach this time of year? I tell you what, I was very lucky, um, and I, I know I've talked to Steve Mullen and Jeremy Alvarez and some of the other captains that have fished over in the beach. Uh, I saw Chad Starling uh, in the last couple of days. And if you're if you're patient, if you if you reduce the size of your bait and and be patient with the fish, it's like you got to kind of get them to bite. But once you get them biting. You know, and, and one of the guys even said something to me the other day. He goes, well, we chum. And I go, you know, that's a great idea. Well, you can't chum on surf. Well, no, you can't chum in the surf, but, but like on a day like today, yeah, when it's flat as a pancake and the waves are about four yeah, inches. they're not very big. You can chum. I mean, you think about it. You can go out there and yeah, you're going to have to get wet up to your knees, take a handful of shrimp cut up in little pieces and throw them out there in the surf and yeah it's going to move around a little yeah, bit it moves too much but it could it could help it could i mean you know i've i've heard it the, the biggest I'm, thing though what that i think people don't realize when and, and i've seen this so many different times you see somebody that comes here from out of town and, and they're just not familiar or experienced enough mm-hmm. to to know exactly what kind of bait to use and the rig to use right yeah for example I saw a guy fishing in the intercoastal, and he's sitting on a, an area that had kind of a dock, and he's throwing one of these steel leader mm-hmm. clip-on things, that, and he's got a, a whole dead mullet that he bought right. at a bait shop. Right. It's not what you want to use, man. You're going to catch catfish and stingrays and crabs. Yeah. And, yeah. and you know, you a, the old rule of thumb, and we've been saying this for years on this show. Now, I agree with what you're going to say. If If you won't eat it, they're Don't put it on your hook. That's right. When it comes to like shrimp, if you if you've bagged up finger mullet and put them in your bait freezer like I do in my garage, and they're six months old and they're freezer burnt, throw them away. Yeah, they're not gonna. They're not. They're gonna, not gonna eat it. Now, if you do, you know, like at B and M, Rusty takes a great pride in in you know selecting the the good baits and he bags them up the proper way and and he goes through a lot of rotation of stock. That's going to be good. But if you pick up 
a shrimp and it's orange and it hasn't been boiled, but it's orange because it's been good. sitting, it ain't good. They're not, not going to eat it, you know? You know, that I'm not a big fan of the old frozen dead shrimp. No. I mean, here's, here's what will bite it. I mean, a black drum will bite kind of some old dead shrimp, but but it's not not as likely. No. If you got the fresh stuff, but if it's if you want to catch gaff top sail cats, yeah. the old saltwater catfish, put the stinkiest, nastiest shrimp on you can find. But uh, here's another example of, of fishing and current. A lot of times when we fish the rocks for sheephead, we chum a little bit. Oh and yeah, you got current out there, and a lot of times it's not about the size or the piece of food that's in the water. It's putting scent in the water, mm-hmm. and if you put enough scent in a particular area, I don't know how they. I guess, I guess they. They taste the water through their mouths. They they sense that they really do, and I think it it, it does help. It makes a difference. Yeah, the uh, you know the old the old shrimp old rule of thumb is that if you're going to go surf fishing, just to kind of wrap that surf fishing thing up, if you can go and you can buy some fresh fresh live shrimp, yeah, put them in a cooler with a salt water soaked towel mm-hmm. and a little bit of dry ice, just to kind of keep that whole cooler nice and cool. Yeah. That's the way to go surf fishing. If you can have that for bait, you're you got a really good chance. Well, you know, I had a conversation with with, with my client on Thursday, Lee, and I and he's going. Well, and he asked a bunch of questions. He goes, "Why do you do this? Why do you do that? You know, how did you learn all the stuff that you learned?" I said, "You know what? Over the years, it's been trial and error." I said, "You hear things from people, and they go, hey, have you ever tried this?'" And I go, "No, I haven't tried that." And they go, "Well, you know, why don't you try that?" I remember the first time I went to the Keys. And I saw those guys deploy a chum bag over the side on a weighted uh, uh, weight and dropped it to the bottom. And I was like, well, we just hang them off the back of the boat sometime. And they go, now we take them, put it on a weight, a five-pound weight and, you know, old downrigger weight and drop it on the bottom. And the fish are drawn to it. And mm-hmm. I thought, huh. And as a scuba diver going down and seeing that firsthand, you take a Ziploc bag down there full of a bunch of just – fish meal and chunks of mullet and stuff and you open it up sun it'll get their curiosity oh it draws a crowd oh yeah you can get so many fish in front of you when you're sitting on the bottom in, a, in, a, in scuba gear you can't even see around you because you've got so many fish around you so it it does work and it can be successful a lot of times you just got to try different little tricks you know? so uh just real quick here uh on our facebook page which folks you can always contact us via our facebook page yep eric eric sent the uh screenshot of the All-American Bowl, December 22nd, 1987 final score. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> You're kidding. No, he sent it. We won 22-16. to 16. I wonder where he pulled that up. Uh, holy smoke. I don't know where he got that at, but that's funny. Oh, you got to love the internet. It doesn't say anything about what the, the sponsor, the main sponsor was of that All-American Bowl, but thank you. Eric, that's uh, that was cool. That's wild, very, man. Very a little bit of a flashback there. How about 1987. that? 1987. 22 to 16. You guys were 8 and 4, and BYU was 9 and 4. Yeah. Just shows you can get in a bowl. That's right. <laughs> Doesn't take a whole lot to get in the bowl. Oh, oh goodness. Oh, my gosh. All right, so uh, to stick with our Facebook page, the Welcome to the Nimnik Family of Dealerships Outdoor Show presented by Duck Duck Rooter is live on 1010XL from 7 to 10 a.m. Our post. Take a look at the picture, folks, that is on that post. And I sent you a, a different one, you a did? better one, that shows more of the birds. You, you know, Mike and I, uh, my, my charter had a, a little 
truck problem yesterday and God bless him. His truck broke down on I-10 and serpentine belt and he had to get towed. So he had to cancel the trip tomorrow or yesterday. And so I called Mike Wren and I said, Mike, what are you doing? He goes, looking for something to do piddling. I said, get your crap down here to the boat ramp. I got shrimp and fiddler crabs and let's go fishing. And we took a turn up the ICW going north. And as we rounded Sisters Creek, there was a little shell bar right there behind the, I got, I think they call that Big Marsh Island. Okay. Where uh, Sisters Creek boat ramp is. And there must have been 200, 250 of these American pelicans, the white ones, sitting on this shell bar. I've never seen that many on one bar around here, ever. Oh, it's awesome. And it was it was unreal. We stopped and took a bunch of pictures and pretty incredible because, you know, the American pelican is a lot larger. If you look at the picture, there are two Easterns standing in front of the Americans and the American pelicans are almost three times the size of an Eastern pelican. I mean, it's I'm, I'm that picture to, I sent uh, you. I just yeah. I just sent you a picture. So if you open it up a little bit, well, so. I, I I want to talk about the first of all talk about the one that's up on the website I, because I just posted the one that you sent me also. Right. Okay. On cool. our Facebook page, so now people can see the one that you sent me and, and then the, other the one, one we have on our post. Oh, nice. So they can take a look at both of them. But why are these so rare? Well, I you know you only see them in the wintertime around here. Number one, usually they come They're in huge. around. Yeah, they're giant. Okay, I just I just noticed what you're saying because on the one the post that is up on our website, it you have the two regular pelicans in the front on the left hand side. Right. So you can see how big they are and and they're closer to the picture to the camera. Right. So they should look larger because the white ones are in the back, but if you look and focus on that left side of the picture, you can tell how much bigger What are they called again, these white ones? American they're, They're called American Pelicans. American Pelicans. And what are the ones that are here all the time called? Uh, Easterns. Easterns. Those are okay. Easterns. They're twice They're, as big. If you look at them in the picture I sent you that you, you put in the bottom frame on our Facebook page and you blow it up with your fingers... They're not the one pelican in the background is only about looks like he's only about five or ten feet from the ones behind him. Yeah, and he still looks like a dink. And yes. the one with the yellow head, that's a fully mature eastern pelican. The one in front okay. with the gray head, that's not. That's a juvenile. Ah, um, both the male and female have the white yellow heads when they're mature, and when they're immature, they have the gray heads. And these birds are giant. And the thing that are really cool, Mike really noticed it yesterday. He goes, when they get up in flight. The tips of their feathers are black, huh? And once they're folded under yeah, their wings, that. you can't see you them. You can't see that black. It's just you're just giant. I mean, they're like like pterodactyls compared to the easterns. Yeah, well, you can see some of them that are on the ground that are that kind of have their wings up in the air. You can see the black tips on it. Yeah, and then the ones that are just sitting there, that is wild. You wouldn't think that all that black would be hidden when they fold them up. I know. It's they're, they're beautiful <laughs> birds. That's cool. All right, uh, let's take a break. Here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Guru. We come back. Uh, we're going to talk also about you know, the upcoming holiday, New Year's Eve, New Year's Day, yep. and what always comes with New Year's, a New Year's resolution. New Year's resolution. We will yeah. talk about that and more right here again on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. I was, uh, my brother-in-law wanted to get a new gun for cool. himself for Christmas. Cool. 
And so he's uh, he's been uh, dealing with Wild West Guns and Gold and Victor and the boys over there. He's got got a gun on the way, going to get a couple new scopes. Nice. He's fired up. And look, if Christmas didn't treat you right, folks, and you want to treat yourself right. There you go. Go to Wild West Guns and Gold and get the gun of your dreams or any kind of new optics to where next year, you know, look, if your eyes are getting a little bit old, yeah, dial up that magnification a little bit and get you one of those little better scopes that might go to like 20 power. Clarify that picture just a hair without the cheaters on. That's right. There you go. All right, so uh, before, uh, before we went to break, we're talking about New Year's resolutions. That's going to be our Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. What are people's New Year's resolutions? and and we're going to get to that a little bit later because I got a story to tell, which uh, I'm a big fan of Georgia Outdoor News. Do you ever read their yeah. website? Oh, yeah. They've yeah. got some great stuff. Yeah, they do. And, and I love it because it's you know it's kind of where we hunt, right? Absolutely. So here's a story that was posted on Georgia Outdoor News, and I, and I, and I got a story that relates directly to this. Okay, and, the, and it's, it's entitled, Pumpkinhead Used to Kill Mature Georgia Whitetail. Okay, sure. here's what happens, and here's the story. So here, I'm going to read it. I'm going to read not all of it, but most of it. When it comes to killing a mature whitetail, sometimes you have to think outside the box. It certainly worked for Brent Purvis of Fortson when he took a 130-class Muscogee County buck during week three of the truck buck. That's a contest, by the way, for people that don't know on Georgia Outdoor News. And you, folks, if you want to read along, you can go to Georgia Outdoor News. Their uh, website, gon.com. Story continues, quote, it's a hilarious hunt that may end up being a top five bow kill in my county, end quote, said Brent. The seven-year-old buck was slick. While Brent was hunting him back during bow season three times in a row, the buck would enter his hunting area from a different direction. He gave me no entry pattern, but each time he would look up, see my body in the stand, and then ease off into a bottom behind me, said Brent. Mm-hmm. The current plan obviously wasn't working, so Brent went with the old dummy in the stand method of tricking the eyeballs of the buck. No, he didn't. Did he really? Quote, I set up a dummy in the stand and then hung a lock on stand on his exit route, hoping he would see the dummy and hit his exit route where I'd be waiting on him, end quote, said Brent. Oh Brent God. didn't just put any dummy in the stand. He gets high marks for creativity. He used a pine straw, a pine straw bale, and a fake pumpkin head with a real tree hat as a decoy to drive him my way. That's too funny. Could that possibly worked? <laughs> Quote: It happened exactly as planned. I set, I self filmed the hunt. He saw the pine straw bale and pumpkin head in the stand and turned to exit. I was in there waiting on him, and as he presented me with the perfect shot. Uh, and he presented me with the perfect shot. One of my favorite hunts ever. That's crazy. How about that? And he's got, they got pictures, and here's the best part. <laughs> he's got the pine straw bale up in the stand, the pumpkin, okay, and he took a black Sharpie and, and drew, drew eyeballs face. and a beard and a nose and everything on the, on the pumpkin head. Oh, my <laughs> gosh. That's, that is funny. That's pretty uh, thinking outside the box. I don't know it if is. I would have thought of that that idea. It is, and it, here's here's the story that I have related to that. Years ago, I had a field, and I used to put this ladder stand. Right. I, I had a it's a bigger field, so I had a stand on each side, and then one of the stands was a tripod, the other one was a ladder stand, and 
so I had this ladder stand, and when I would hunt it, I would not see deer for some reason. They mm-hmm. wouldn't come out of where they traditionally came out of when I would hunt the tripod on the other side. Right. And the wind had nothing to do with it. Mm-hmm. Okay, It wasn't like the wind was blowing in the direction. So one day I said, you know what? I think those deer are tuned in if I'm sitting in that ladder stand or not. Right. So I went and I took a climbing stand. I hung it behind the ladder stand about 40 yards. Mm. I mean, I could still see the ladder stand. And I could see the area where the deer were coming out of, which was exactly 90 degrees left of the ladder stand. Mm -hmm. So I climbed the stand, and it's in the afternoon. And all of a sudden, now the deer, it's that time, they're starting to come out. And Kirk, the first couple does that came out were coming out into the field. They literally peeked their head out from the woods. Like looking out a window. And turned and looked hard right to the ladder stand to see if there was any person in the ladder stand. And when they could see that there wasn't anybody in the ladder stand, they just walked right out in the field. Wow. They turned and yeah. checked the ladder stand. Oh, yeah. I, you know, <laughs> that's amazing that they are that smart. They are so in tune. So that story about the pumpkin head decoy for that guy to end up getting the deer, I totally can relate to that. Now, I didn't end up getting a big buck that day or anything like that. Yeah. But deer are very tuned in to ladder stands like that. If you got a permanent ladder stand, they know it's there. Yeah, especially oh, they, if it's kind of right in their living room. Absolutely. And if they smell any kind of weird, funky scent, they'll just turn away from yeah, it. Yeah, goodbye. Yeah. All right, let's go back to the phone lines. Thomas has got a, a jigging question. Morning, Thomas. Good morning, guys. How y'all doing today? Happy holidays. To and you to you. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Yeah, they canceled us today on the on the Majesty. It's supposed to go out tomorrow. Yeah, supposed uh, to be two foot nine seconds or something like that. Right. But um, um, I've never tried vertical jigging. Uh, but a friend of mine, him and his son went out, and they go to the same spot all the time, and it's hit and miss. But they vertical jig, and one day they went there and they caught ten cobia. Oh yeah, I'm not surprised at all. And so I'm wondering. I, I talked to him yesterday, and he said what he does, he goes with his vertical jig all the way down to the bottom, and then he bounces it off the bottom a couple of times, then let it drop back down. I, and I got, I got a story to share with you, Thomas, because I'm kind of like you. I'm a novice, haven't done anything like that mm-hmm. until I went with you, Kirk. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And, uh, you know, for years, these guys have been talking about, and the guys in, in the offshore fishing community have been talking about this alien jig. Yep. They, they have they have them in strike zone. They, they're costly, though. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, they ain't cheap. They ain't cheap. I mean, if you look at them, they're like $23, 20-something dollars for yeah. a jig. Yep. Uh, and so here's how it worked, Thomas. You put these things on, and, and what, Kirk, maybe 60 to 80-pound fluorocarbon leader? Yep. You know, because you're kind of targeting cobia. Cobia and snapper will grab it, and yep. so will a group. So you drop this thing all the way down to the bottom, and then once it gets to the bottom, make maybe a half a turn or full turn on your reel, and you literally jerk the rod up yep. as hard as you can and then let it fall back to the bottom. And then once okay. it gets back to the bottom, you jerk it again all the way up and then let it fall back to the bottom. And that's what okay. you do nonstop. Yeah, and you can actually, okay. as you're pulling it up, uh-huh. because it looks like a squid, mm-hmm. you can – 
You can twitch it up and down and up and down and up and down, and they'll and okay. they'll hit it. And it works. Oh. And do do this. Do not just buy one. Because <laughs> right, if, right, if right, you buy right. one and that's the only one you have, and you lose it, and you lose it, yeah, you toast. So, Thomas, they work. So, 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 um, if, if you go to the bottom on a wreck, the, the likelihood of getting hung up is it, it exists, right? Yeah, the best so thing to do is as soon as it hits the wreck, pull it up. Okay. Yeah, you're trying okay. to you're you're bouncing it up and down. All, you know, you're you don't want it going all the way down to the bottom. You don't have okay. to. Yeah, you you want it kind of close, but not mm-hmm. at it. You know, so you're okay. you're lessening the chances of getting it hung. Okay. And how much now, do these now, things weigh, Kirk? Weigh um, you can get you know anywhere from an ounce to three ounces to even bigger. I'm sure. What do you like? I like the three ounces. Three ounces. Two to okay. three ounce. Okay. Good. Okay. One more question. Uh, last time I went out. I was told that you couldn't use the J hooks anymore, and um, there was a. <laughs> I've never been on a charter like like the Majesty or or, or Maple Princess back in the day, but it was. I could slay the um, the Vermilion uh, with uh, J hooks because you can set the hook, but right. now you got to use a circle hook. So so how do you you know? Because last time I was out there, we caught. They had VFW on the boat, so they wouldn't let us keep anything. It had to be exactly the size. Or I'd never been on a charter when they had actually had the, the, uh, fish and wildlife on the boat. That sucks. <laughs> but but if <laughs> even if it was close, if it was close, they wouldn't even let you keep it. Right. Yeah. It was, so, yeah. but anyway, um, we actually went out there with three of us, and we literally caught three V-lines that we could keep. And I, I say that really sucks, <laughs> you know. Because yeah. how do how, how do you how do you catch a V liner with a with a uh, circle hook? Set the hook, reel down. You got to set it. Reel reel down on it. Reel down on it. I set the hook on it. I don't care what just anybody like, says. Like, just, with just a J like hook. I mean, with okay, a okay. with a circle hook, you set the hook. Yep. Okay. 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 Now, okay, can do you, what's the rules about using like an alien jig? Do you have to have a circle hook on that? I think the uh, artificials. No. Okay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, I, so I about know. three ounces. So three two or three ounces. Two or three ounces. Likes. Now here, I, here's, I like the chartreuse. Just that's what I was going like, to ask you. I like green. I like you, the green like chartreuse ones. Chartreuse and green. The times that I fished with Steve and Jeremy, we all used the chartreuse ones, and they, and they they really liked it. You know? Okay. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Now, right, that, guys, don't be stupid like but, me and just buy one. I can tell you that. I won't. I, I won't. I won't. I won't. I won't. Matter of fact, I'm gonna go up there today um, because I have time on my hands. It's so cold. Ain't too much you can do outside today. So yeah, yeah, I'll do that. And so as far as, far as you were talking about Wednesday, it's gonna be a southeast wind. So is that is that good for fishing on the pier? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Okay. So if we don't do any good tomorrow, I'll, I'll try some. I'll go down to St. Augustine and try some fishing on the pier. Absolutely. All right, guys. Look. You guys be safe on the holiday. Watch all the rookies out there. All right, Thomas. Yep, you too, Thomas. Thanks Happy for New calling. Year. Happy holidays. Okay. Bye bye. All right, let's take a break. We come back. Kirk, I've got a knife. You've got to have. Oh, you, you brought me one. No. Oh. Oh. No. I'm Turn. gonna. I'm gonna encourage you and Chris. What he both. meant. What he meant was, <laughs> I've got a knife that you have to buy for yourself. Yes. But I do have a knife for you and Chris, though, in my truck really? as, as gifts. Uh-huh. I, have, I have a gift for you in the truck as well. And, and you remember. I ain't got no gifts for nobody. If, well, if you would remember, 
Okay, when when I was telling you guys, okay, at mm-hmm. at Hagen Coastal Outfitters, right. okay, at the Hagen Ace Hagen Coastal Outfitters, right. mm-hmm. I was telling you guys about that ceramic bladed knife. Yes, oh you yeah, were. yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. it was big sale during yep. the show that we had there. Big yep. sale. Okay, I've got I've got a knife for you, Chris and well, Kirk. I've got a ceramic knife for you. Oh, Woo-hoo! I will put that to okay? good use. And here's the thing: I'm just I love telling knife you, day. If you didn't get exactly what you wanted, okay, for Christmas. Mm. There's nothing better than going and buying yourself a post-Christmas gift. Amen. And you can find a lot of really good post-Christmas gift ideas for the man, okay, that is in tune to the outdoors and also a do-it-yourselfer at Hagen Ace and Hagen Coastal Outfitters. I love it. If you can't find it there, you can't find it anywhere. Seven locations that have the Hagen Coastal Outfitters inside of Hagen Ace, and there's 11 Hagen Ace stores, okay? So if you... Or having a hard time trying to figure out where to go, you can just go to their website and find out exactly where all the locations are. And I'm just here to tell you, might be uh, my favorite store. Absolutely. Okay, <laughs> because I can find everything from do-it-yourself stuff to outdoor stuff, clothing, hey dude shoes. Yeah. And here's the other thing. I am a big fan of the sacks, not just underwear. Oh, big fan. The sacks, shirts. And the Saks PJs. Kirk, I'm just telling oh, you. Oh, Saks PJs. S-A-X-X. Okay, just check it out at Hagen Coastal Outfitters. <laughs> we'll be right back right after this. Welcome back to the Nimix Chevrolet Outdoor Show. Brought to you by Duck Duck Rooters. Time now for the LV Hire Zinc Gear Tip of the Week. LV Hires supplies quality fuels and lubricants all across the southeast. If you've got a job site or a business, let them help you in your bottom line. Go to LVHIERS.com to learn more. This week's tip, to give you a little background story, a couple years ago my in-laws came back from some trip and brought me a set of knives. Right. And they were Fantastic. They were uh, wood-handled, great steel. One of them, (coughs) excuse me, was a kind of a short-bladed three, three three-and-a-half-inch knife, kind of like a skinny knife. Mm -hmm. And the other one was kind of an odd knife. And I was like, hmm, this is very different. And it was a, a skinny knife, but it was meant, so at the end of the, at the tip of the blade, it was dull, and it had like a little circle, and then mm. the blade came back. So, like, a, and if you look at our Facebook page, this particular knife that, that I'm sharing with everybody, this isn't the one that they got me, but this is what led me to this knife because the knife that they got me, the handle eventually fell apart, so I had to find a replacement. Right. So I started searching for this uh, some kind of a this similar bladed knife and I don't know what to call it but they are calling it Outdoor Edge is calling it a zip blade mm-hmm. okay and it's like a four inch fixed blade knife so what it is meant for is when you make that cut that splits the skin down the center of the stomach chest up the legs or if you're caping a deer for a mount you're going around the neck Right. It's meant to go right below the skin, but to not puncture anything underneath of it. 
And this thing, I'm telling you, because a lot of times when people try to skin the deer, they end up cutting hair. Yep. And then the cut hair gets all over the meat. Mm-hmm. This thing actually allows you to cut the skin to skin a deer to, to, to start the process while having a knife and you literally just run it right up underneath of the skin and you run it down the legs, down the chest, around the neck if you're doing a cape. Interesting. It, it does it effortlessly. Yeah, it looks like it's pretty sharp. And it literally makes the, the caping, skinning process of a deer so much faster hmm. without cutting hair to cut that skin. Interesting. This is a must-have for the, for the deer hunter. I'm just telling you, if you add this to your knife set, you will not be disappointed. It's, now, it's literally it's, called like a zip knife. It's an outdoor edge zip knife. So the blade's only four inches long. The blade's four inches long, but then you, if you look, if you look at the picture of the knife, mm-hmm. okay, you see how it's curved. the The sharp edge is inside the curve. Right. The tip of it, which is kind of rounded, is dull. Is dull. So you don't cut into the guts or into the meat. It's meant just to cut the skin, the hide. And to split it. That's it. The thing that's unusual, too, is the grip. It's a rubber. It's Kirk. It's, it's that, um, uh, what's the right way to term it? Non-slip rubber. Mm-hmm. So if your, like hands, kitchen knife. if your hands get wet, yeah. it doesn't get slick. I, I, the thing that strikes me as unusual is that the grips, the finger grip, is the opposite of what you think it would be. Exactly. Because the knife is meant to be cutting on the up upper upward side hmm. so most of your grip okay, you're cutting down right this you're just sticking it below the skin and then just running it right down the skin to split it to, to where you can skin ah. the thing okay interesting just, and, and it's not expensive i mean this is a a knife look there's a lot of knives that are out there that are that are high dollar. This one right now is on sale. It's less than 20 bucks. Mm. This is stainless steel. This is high quality. This will last a lifetime. It's made by Outdoor Edge. Just I'm, Again, I'm just telling you, for people that skin their own deer, okay? What I'm saying, you skin it, you gut it, and then you're you know, quartering it or whatever. Yeah. This is a must-have for your, for your knife arsenal. Yeah. You will not be disappointed in the value and, and the function of this knife because when my in-laws bought me that knife set right. and one of their knives was like this and then that handle fell apart mm-hmm. i was like well what what do i do now now what do yeah. i do so i started searching to try to find some kind of knife to replace it outdoor edge makes one interesting they're like one of the few that make it mm-hmm. and that's your lv hires inc gear tip of the week and i know not everybody deer hunts and everybody doesn't yeah. need a knife like that but for the people that deer hunt the people that Skin their own deer and all that. This knife is a must-have. It will save you a lot of time and Absolutely. a lot of headache, and it'll keep the deer hair off of your meat. I'm all for that. Yes. All right, uh, let's go to the phone lines, 904-641-1010. Let's bring up Papa G. Morning, Papa G. Good morning and happy new year, guys. And to you. Same to you, sir. Hey, let me tell you, man, Mrs. Papa G and myself, we had a blast out of Ring Power, man. What a... What a great time that was with all the sponsors and Ring Power getting her act together, man. But uh, it's a little chilly here this morning. Yeah, a little frost on the pumpkin here. No doubt about it. It is, man. It really is. But uh, listen, before I get to my question, uh, my daddy gave me a couple of knives back in the early 50s. 
It was an old case in a Barlow, but my favorite one was the old uh, Schrade, made by Schrade. It was the uh, Uncle Henry Bear Paw, and I've still got that knife, and uh, and it's worked really well for me throughout the years. But uh, I've been having a problem finding a good play knife, so I'm going to take your uh, your recommendations and uh, try to get back up into the 21st century here and uh, get a little, uh, uh, you know, uh, better knife. Uh, to go by, but uh, Papa G, hey, I did, real, real quick before you continue, because uh, my wife wanted a uh, some new kitchen knives, and Kirk, those white handled knives, yeah, Dexter Russell's, okay, or Dexter Russell's, yeah, the best. Okay, we literally just replaced the knives that we had, which is kind of a hodgepodge of knives and quality. I would add, we ended up buying. I ended up buying because I, I. I'm the one that kind of has more of an idea on knives than, than her. Right. I ended up buying uh, Dexter Russell knives mm-hmm. and got like four of the Perry knives because you use them all the time. Oh, yeah. And then I got about uh, four of the other different kinds of Dexter Russell knives. If you're looking to get good knives for the kitchen, for processing, for fish cleaning, I'm just telling you, yeah. Dexter Russell can't be beat. Yeah, and you can get them from Strike Zone too. They carry a, there you go. A, a, a wide variety of the different blades. Anyway, sorry to stop you there, Papa G. Just wanted to bring that up because Dexter Russell, I mean, super, super high quality, good stuff. Yeah. Well, you know what? My wife Lynn is working today, and I'm off, so I might run out to Strike Zone because she's got an Italian background and she loves to cook, and she's always yelling at me about sharpening the knives in the kitchen. So I might surprise her with that for a New Year's gift, you know? That would be great. I think that would be a good thing. Yeah. I yep. think I'll do that. But, uh, hey, listen, uh, uh, I can't get out into the ocean and uh, and anything like that, but we were, about a month ago, tearing up the uh, black drum over around the Trout River area there in Mill Cove and Trout River, uh-huh. and now they're gone. So I'm just wondering, and uh, I'm going to hang up in a minute and listen to you, what do we need to go for now if we're inshore? and uh, what bait to use and, and what we're going for right now. And, uh, again, guys, Happy New Year. I hope you all have a wonderful, wonderful New Year. Let's go, Jaguars. And I can't wait to hear from uh, from Top Gun. I hope he's having a wonderful holiday as well. Yeah, he's fine. Right. I saw him at the boat ramp. He's Thank you, Papa fine. G. Um, so what do you think? I, You know, this time of year, people always ask me that. They get in the boat. What do, we, what do you think we're going to catch today? And the, the species that we see predominantly this time of year are redfish. You see trout. You'll see, um, you'll see some black drum. They like to hang out in deeper water, and you'll see sheephead and ringtail porgies. There's a ton of people after sheephead right now. There are, but I'm telling you what, they're being they're being a little fickle. I mean, they're there. I've been nursing a. Can you get any quart, bait? I've been nursing a quart and a half of fiddlers for going on three weeks, man. They had, they're back in the garage in the sauna. We used a, a very few of them yesterday. How um, how, how what. Uh, what are you doing to keep them alive besides the little I'm, I'm telling you, I've got a, a Rubbermaid aquarium. Mm-hmm. It's probably 36. Well, it's not an aquarium. Well, it's it's a, it's the, a Rubbermaid storage bin. bin. Exactly yeah. what it is. And it's 36 by 24, and it's about, uh, I want to say it's 12 inches deep. I stole it from my wife. She probably doesn't realize I'm using it, but anyway. <laughs> the Christmas decoration right, in it right now, and That's the right. fiddlers are living in it. But yeah, I'm she, telling you, she if won't you want it back. If you will take the fiddlers, and, and Brad Smith kind of turned me on to this. He said he, he had some that stayed alive for a long time. And what I do is I wash them in salt water once a day, and I dump out. You got to make sure you dump out all the water, and then I put them back in the aquarium. I've got a little 65-watt uh, uh, light bulb, 
uh, screen. If you look on our old Facebook post, you could see the mm. the. Uh, uh, it's like a you know a, a garage type uh, clip-on lamp that goes on the side of the the aquarium, and then you take a couple of rags and you soak them in salt water and you wring them out and you throw them in the bottom and they crawl up under those rags and they get in the crevices like like they're living in the mud, and I tell you, they'll live for a long time like that as long as you do that. If you if you let a lot of the dead loss stay in there. Um, It'll kill them. And the other thing is the urine from them peeing, because mm-hmm. they do pee, all animals do, um, you've got to wash those rags every day. And if you do that, I mean, these I've had a quart and a half of fillers now going on three weeks, and they're still doing great. That's amazing. Yeah. Better have a garage that you don't mind having smell a little bit. Well, as long as you're washing them, you can't smell anything. They, they don't they have a smell. They don't smell so good, though, when you get a few of them that die. If you get the dead loss and you let them stay dead in there, yeah, they'll smell up a garage in a highway yeah. minute. But, I mean, if you don't and you just take care of them, man, they last, you know. And, you know, it's like yesterday. People were like, you got qu- you got fiddlers? I said, I've got a quart, probably a quart and a half left, you know. I, I if, if I could have a quart of fiddlers right now, I'd oh. be a happy man. Oh, let me tell you what. Sometimes hard to get a hold of them. I'm just waiting for the, uh, waiting for the weather to settle. You know, <laughs> wait, this weather settled. These sheep will fire back off. I know people are kind of dinking at him. We're catching a couple here and a couple there. I know I talked to Jeremy yesterday and he got on a pretty decent bite this week when we had a couple calm days, mm-hmm. you know, um, we, we went out and fished for him. Lee and I did on Thursday, Lee Coughlin. And we, you know, we caught some small ones, but we just couldn't get any bigger ones. You know, a lot of the small bucks, but water's gotten cold i know and they're the it's fish are a little chilly the fish aren't super saw, fired by up. the way I, I wanted to ask you this because you're you're a guy who used to surf a lot right i see these guys out there surfing mm-hmm. and and they're wearing wetsuits yeah oh yeah what's the water temp on the beach 59 60 59 60 that's on top okay it's on top what I'm, do you gotta wear to have the ability to be out there surfing. So when I surfed, and I don't do it a whole lot anymore. I know this anymore. is totally kind of unrelated to fishing and hunting, it's but it does It's been a few matter. years since I've really indulged, and I'm ashamed to say I haven't been on a board in probably five years. But I had what I call, it's called a 321. Um, 321. It's a three millimeter suit. Okay. So on the back and my shoulders, it was three millimeters. So a three millimeter of, of you know, uh, rubber. And that's kind of like the thickness, so it gives yeah. you an idea how that's right. warm you're going to be. Then on my legs, I would have, in certain areas, you'd have three millimeter, and some you'd have two. Okay. And then behind the joints of your knees and your armpits, mm-hmm. you'd have one millimeter. So the 321 suit for me allowed for movement. So this is like, it's not a name brand, but it's a style of... Yeah, Wet there's suit, right? there's a lot of different ones out there that you can. Purchase. But three two one is like um, is there many manufacturers of the three two one? Oh, I think all the suit manufacturers all of them make it. They all make them. Okay, I mean, I think any one of them out there, I can look it up real quick. But but for example, if let's say I wanted to surf in Alaska, oh, not that you, I don't I don't know if they have waves or not. If you're surfing in Alaska, you need a dry suit. That's all there is to it. And a okay. dry suit is basically you, you get to wear your clothes underneath a so suit. Is that what those guys on Deadliest Catch their emergency survival suits are? They're well, dry suits? Well, yeah, kind of, sort of. Okay. Yeah. Those are what we call Gumby suits. Right. 
you know, with the, the funky looking hands like yeah, Gumby yeah, yeah. and, yep. and then, yeah, those are dry, those are dry suits. Okay, but if you were say surfing in North Carolina, is it what's the thickest suit surfing suit you would wear? Well, when the water temps get down in the in the you know in the fifties, that's cold, buddy. I'm telling you. I mean, I was talking to Lee about that because we were watching some people surf uh, at the North Jetty uh, on Thursday. And he goes, man, those guys look cold. And I said, I, I told him we were running by, and I looked back, and I said, you know, the worst part of surfing in the wintertime was when the waves would hit you in the top of the head, and you'd okay. poke through the waves, and you'd get what's called the ice cream headache effect. So the cold water would hit the top of the crown of your head mm -hmm. right at your forehead and roll back down your back. And if your suit wasn't tight to the neck, allow a little bit in. And squeak a little bit down your shoulders in, in between your small of your back. And you'd feel you, you'd get these, almost like a headache effect at the top of your head. I mean, it hurts. It's like it's like somebody's got your head in a vice for a couple oh. seconds and pushing on it, and then it goes away. But you get hit with a couple of those, and it's like, because that's where all you know when you're wearing a wetsuit and you're not wearing a hood. That's where all your heat's coming out, well, top of your head. Reason I add it's like a, a chimney. There's a couple guys that uh, that surf where we live at. Right, they're in their diehard service. Michael's one of them, and and uh, a doctor that lives where where we do is also an avid surfer. Right, and that man this week they were out there uh, earlier in the week, and I guess it was it, the waves were awesome looking. And they were oh, they were cranking, and and so the surfing was fantastic. And I'm yeah. sitting there going, "What are they wearing? Yeah. to be able to do that." And you've got to have your feet covered too, right? You got to wear booties, but yeah. some guys don't like wearing booties. I was one of those people. How could you not have something on your feet? You just, That's like the worst thing. I know. We'd go out there and you'd, your feet would get numb. Yeah, that's I mean, there I mean. a point, you know, I can remember, it's been a few years back, you know, and when I was young, back in the, uh, the late 70s, you know, uh, a friend of mine and I we're surfing in the wintertime one time and it snowed in Charleston where we live, Charleston, South Carolina. We went to Folly Beach, which was our favorite surfing spot. And it was so cold. My dad was like, you're going to, you're going to do what? And I said, we're going surfing pop. The waves are cranking. We heard from somebody out there beach. It's four to five feet and it's barrels. Gotta go. And we're going. And so we get in my car and he says, well, I'm gonna grab your mom We've never seen anybody surf out there with icicles hanging off the groins. The water temperature was like 40 in the in the high 30s, low 40s, so that that the the water on some of the rocks were were freezing. And so we went out there and the temperature was dropping, it was a west northwest wind blowing and we get out there and it is freaking cold. So we got to go the whole route. We got to put on the boots, you got to put on the gloves. I didn't like wearing a hood, so I would never wear a hood. My buddy, he put on his hood. And anyway, my dad had a Super 8 projector. Okay. And he had a Kodak Super 8 mm -hmm. um, uh, camera. And he goes, I'm going to film this. I said, cool. You know, so he comes out there with his little tripod, and he sets it up on the beach. Him, him and my mom come out there, and they're freezing. And they're going, you're going in that water, and we're bundled up here with our coats on, and we're freezing, and you're going in there to get wet. And I'm going, yep, we're going in there, so. My buddy Mark and I, we paddle out, and we caught two or three waves apiece, and my dad videotaped it. It was kind of cool. Still got it, by I the way? I still got the video. No way. Yeah. Black we got to get a hold of that. Black and white. It's pretty crazy. So anyway, we get out there, and we hold surf. On. Hold that Hold that thought. Let's take a break. We'll okay. come back, because I want, I want you to finish the story, and we've got to get a hold of that video. I've got a box full of those. I have to pull them out. You got to get that video because, and here's why: because you know, on our Facebook page, there was a couple throwback pictures, folks. If you haven't seen it, 
that uh, we put on a couple years since some of the pictures were yeah, taken. Yeah, old surfing so, pictures. <laughs> anyway, uh, 904-641-10 if you'd like to join us here this morning on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Hey, if you're looking for the perfect boat, go to Whalen Bay Marine. They've got a ton to choose from. And I know we've done some remotes there in the past. And Oh, yeah. they got a big lot full of boats. I'm a, I'm a kayak fisherman, but, man, I love looking at all the new boats. The, the, the options and the, some of the detail on the boats today. It's, an, it's unbelievable. It's, it is truly amazing. All the new features and stuff. Yeah, great. and they've, they've got a ton to choose from. So uh, if you want to check them out, go to whalenbaymarine.com. All right, uh, back here on the show, the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. Kirk, you're talking about Folly Beach. Folly Beach. Wintertime surfing. Yep. I believe, uh, if I, I, was, I was looking through my notes and stuff. I believe the, uh, the date was 1973. <laughs> so it was, it was a poke back there, yeah. Um, and, and it's so funny, my dad is an And this old, applies to today. Yeah. I mean, it, it, there's not much change. I, I'm getting some uh, some texts from some of my old, my old pals, you know, and you know, I, it's funny that some of them that that surf, they were like, one of them says, "Hey, those old wetsuits were awful back then. They were really, they hardly kept us warm. They leaked a lot. You get a lot of rashes. So we'd put um, Vaseline under our armpits so that you know you didn't get burnt. Yeah." Um, because it was literally, it's it was like rubbing. And if, well, if you, have you ever had a inner tube burn? Oh, it's the under worst. your arm, like if you're floating in an inner tube all day, and in, in, in your you're you're doing that backstroke thing. It's, it's the worst. Rub you raw. It's rub you raw. And and the, the wetsuits in the early days when we were surfing in the '60s and '70s weren't designed for surfers. They were designed for scuba uh, designed for scuba divers. Okay. So a lot of times the wetsuits were like five mil. And they didn't change that's until thick, right? Much that's, thicker than oh, the ones super today. Thick. Yeah, it's just like giant thick. You know, it's like it's like a quarter inch to a half inch of rubber, and you couldn't move in them. I mean, it was hard to move your shoulders and paddle and stuff like that. But the day that we surfed, it it was cold. And it was getting colder. It was a cold front coming in. They were expecting a hard freeze with an opportunity of uh, snow flurries. And here, us two idiots were out surfing in these three to four foot barrels. And my dad's standing up on the beach taking videotape. And my buddy Mark Beaverman, who I haven't talked to for a long time, we were out there surfing. And it's so ironic because we got done, and I turned around, and my dad had left. He was like, I took a couple of videos, and we got the heck out of there. He said, we were freezing. <laughs> and so we got out of the water, and we walked up to the car. And, you know, in those days, you would take your keys and put them in a paper cup and bury them in the beach. Okay. And you'd bury them in a special spot, and you put like a stick there so that when you went Mark back it. to it to market, mm -hmm. you go over and dig them up. So I go over and dig up the keys, and my buddy Mark's standing over by the car, and I had a 1964 Mercury Comet <laughs> with the wings. And I got I got to Google search that. It so looks like I got to get a picture here. Looks like a white Batmobile. 1964 Comet. Mercury Comet. So I'm standing there next to the Comet, and my dad had given me this car, and I put the key in it. That's a, that's a hot rod, man. It was it was a hoot. Two man. door. Yep. It was. A, that's a hot rod. It was a hoot. So anyway, you you couldn't turn the key because the key lock was frozen. <laughs> and we're standing there, my buddy Mark's uh, dancing up and down. The wind's blowing like fifteen knots, and it's real cold. And of course, you're standing there in a wet wetsuit, and the wind's just cutting you. And he's going, 
dadgummit, open the dang door. And I go, I can't turn the key. And he goes, what? So he gets over there, and he's trying to turn the key, and our hands are frozen like claws, and you couldn't get your fingers to pinch. And our jaws were starting to lock up because we were so cold. Oh, yeah, your, your, your motor skills when you get cold are just You're like getting nothing. dulled. Yeah. yeah, you're going hypothermic. And we're both jumping up and down, and this, this, this old guy pulls up next to us, and he rolls the window down. And he goes, what are you fellas doing? I said, sir, we're trying to get the door of my car open, and I can't turn the key. My hands are frozen. And he started chuckling. He goes, well, let me help you out. So he gets out of his car, and he walks over there, and he unlocks the door so we could get in the darn comet to open it up. And we get in there and fire that thing up. And we sat in that car for probably 45 minutes, you know, just letting the heater run just to try to warm up. And we were freezing. <laughs> um, but, you know, it brings back old memories. You know, when you see this kind of cold weather we're Ooh. in right now and you see these guys out surfing, I saw a bunch of them surfing this week. And it's cold. Oh, buddy. It's cold. Yeah, the, uh, wanted, I, I wanted to bring this up because it relates to the cold water right there's a lot of people that uh you know i'm a kayak fisherman there's a lot of people that go out on a boat by themselves people that might go in a canoe by themselves right put on a life jacket yeah i was so disappointed to see that guy god bless him and my heart goes out to his family's our condolences to his family i mean folks if you're going to go kayaking you're going to go canoeing wear a life jacket they, they, they make them small. They make those auto inflates, those, those, uh, Mustang jackets. You can get them from Academy. Yeah. You can probably go over to strike zone and buy them. I mean, you know, all you got to do is if you fall in the water, there's a little rip cord on there. You pull the handle. I mean, God, just, you know, don't do it. If you're boating. Well, yeah. We had the missing kayakers whose body was found. And I, I'm so sorry for his and family. I really am. And my heart goes out to the, the community. Tragic. And, and he, he was a fitness instructor. He was ripped. I mean, he's he super in great shape. Okay. I mean, he worked over the Jewish Community Center doing. Uh, I, I, friends I with some friends of mine. And, and, I, and I know they're heartbroken. Yeah. And it's, it's tragic. And he was not wearing a life jacket. And, folks, he was the epitome of fitness. Well, and herein lies the problem. And we're talking about it, kind of relating to that in our conversation about wetsuits. The water temperature on top is 59, 60 degrees. That's on top. Okay, 59 degree water temperature, when you fall in the water, if something happens, look, look, I became a member of the Upside Down Club in the summertime. Yep. And it happened like that. Yep. Okay, this time of year, if that happens... And you get in the water, yep. you're 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 going to have lack or reduced motor function in no time. Well, I was talking to Lee, who works for JFRD, and I, I we were having that conversation Thursday because we were fishing and there was light winds and the water was cold. And I said, "Man, if you fall in this water, you got 20 minutes." And he looked at me. He goes, "Or less, or less, depending on your physical capabilities." Exactly. I'm I'm 68 years old. I know my abilities are not like I was when I was in my 20s and 30s. You know, I, I watch my son and he walks out the door and goes, I'm running eight miles. And I'm going, I ain't running eight miles. I'm sorry. I just, I'm not in that physical condition anymore. That being said, if you're out of shape and you're overweight or whatever the case may be, um, diminished physical capacity or have a handicap or whatever, you fall in this cold water, you might last 15 minutes in this cold water. You're going to last a lot less and struggle if you fall in and the water's cold like this. So wear a dadgum life jacket. Got to wear it. You know? I, I, 
I kind of have a rule of thumb when I go in the ocean, even in summertime. Yeah, I wear it. Yeah, if I ever get in a boat by myself, by myself, I've always got one on. Got I put on a Mustang jacket this time of year. Kayak, always wear it. Yeah, inshore doesn't yeah. matter. I mean, if I'm fishing by myself, you know, and I'm out there, I, I tell you, I've got I've got one on. You just never know. And here's the thing: the life jackets that they have today, They're so light, are are simple and comfortable. Well, these auto inflate Mustang jackets you can buy in your in your life worth $120. Well, and the kayak 150 the bucks. kayak life jackets that they make right. are super super comfortable. Yeah. That if you're paddling, it doesn't reduce your ability to paddle at all. No. It, it they're very comfortable. It actually has a lot of uh, compartments and uh uh places to put things for your fishing enjoyment phone whatever they're not cumbersome no no if you're a fashion mogul they make all kind of different colors if you want to get all fussy about that kind of stuff you can match and all that kind of stuff yeah just do the right thing man all right uh, let's go to the phone lines and let's let's uh bring up jimmy wants to talk about the cold water stuff morning jimmy morning jimmy hello it's not jimmy oh hello yeah can you hear me willie we got you yeah, this is Willie. This is oh, Willie. sorry about that. Yeah, yeah that was my fault. It's sorry, Chris, Willie. He's deaf. That's Chris. <laughs> Good guy. So, um, hey, I'll t- I'll I'll be accountable. That's all right. Yeah, That's yeah, on yeah. me. Okay. That's on me. <laughs> yeah. I don't know what I was thinking. All right, so go ahead, Jimmy. <laughs> so yeah, <laughs> Willie's an old surf dog. <laughs> no, I don't surf because uh, I had friends that did it, and we used to go to Hatteras every Christmas and watch them fools get out there and do that. Mm, been there, but done that. The rule of the rule of thumb that I was through all the military experience working with them. If you're in 50 degree water and you've got to swim 50 yards, no matter your condition, if you do not have on a life jacket, you got a 50, 50 chance of making it. How about that? Wow. Let's, let's say that yeah. again. Okay. If you're 50, 50 degree water, 50 degree water, and you got to swim 50 yards, which is not very far, which is 150 feet. Mm-hmm. You got a 50-50 chance of making it. 50-50 chance of making it. Yep. How about that? That's probably what happened. That ought to that ought to make people realize the importance of putting you know, on a life jacket. You know, and people don't realize that you can die of hypothermia in 80 degree water. That's right. You can. Yeah, that's right. It don't. It, you know, your body when it gets down to like 90. 94 it starts freaking out and you start losing mobility your hands and your legs and your muscles just don't work right anymore yeah yeah i'm always yeah. amazed when, when i see these people i put on I, a life jacket folks i don't know how they do it i can't put my feet in cold water i'm sorry i i it's used to that was burr. one thing you dreaded and i hate to say it you would always go if you had to this might seem a little gross to some people but when you were surfing in cold weather and it was super yeah. cold and you had to pee. Oh, you, you pee in your, in your suit. You pee in your suit. You wait till yeah, you got in the water and it was like that. <laughs> you'd get, you'd get, start getting up to about your waist and you get ready to get on your board and you'd be freezing. You go and you'd, that warmed you up just for a couple <laughs> seconds. I'm, I'm looking now online. I just, I just went in there, Willie, Jimmy, and Kirk, Chris. I went and just, all I did was search kayak life jackets. Okay, just just give an idea of what price is. Okay, ballpark anywhere between starting at fifteen dollars, going up to you know some higher end ones that are 
Uh, and these are auto inflates now that are well, hundred bucks is not bad. Sixty bucks, and then if you go to some of the ones that are a little bit different, you know, uh, that are not auto inflates that mm-hmm. are custom made with a lot right. of pockets. All yeah, you can really get up in the hundred dollar range. Yeah, yeah. Well, but, my thing is, what's your what's your life worth? Exactly, exactly, Willie. I exactly. mean, damn, spend a hundred bucks and make your you know your mom and your dad and your kids and. Everybody else feel comfortable that if you flip over in your kayak this time of year, you're toast. Mm-hmm. Well, and, and Willie, there, I mean, Hagen Coastal Outfitters, Hagen is selling a yeah. ton of kayaks now. I mean, look, the kayaks are huge and, and it, making the water available to a lot of people. Yeah. A lot of people don't think of it. Oh, well, I can, I can just grab a hold of the kayak. Well, yeah. what, what happens if you bust your noggin on the way out and you're not aware for a few seconds and that kayak drifts to that 50 yard mark. Okay. Yeah. Willie, then you go to that roll rule of thumb, 50 yards away. You got a 50, 50 chance and 50 degree water of making it. I don't want to be that guy. Not me either. No, no. I mean, I, was, I mean, you know, people say, Oh, well, 50, 50 chance. That's not bad. That's really great. Well, if you don't make that 50%, you die. Yeah. yeah. That's not, it's mm-hmm. not like you're going to, you know, get up on the shore somewhere. No, you die. You got a lot of time to think you about live it too. Or you die. Yeah. yeah. Some of the, we, we've got, and unfortunately, that guy that they found, I'm so sorry for the family. Wow. Yeah, terrible. It's crazy. Terrible. Yeah, it's, it's... So, all right, Jeff, I got a question for you. Yes, sir, fire away. Did you see the rant on the news? That oh. um, Which one? What's his name did for the Jaguars? The rant? About how bad they were. No. Who oh, knows? Hicken. Uh, um, Hicken, Hicken. Oh, Mr. Dan. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, he went off. Is he still got a job? I saw it. Yeah. Well, he was upset. It wasn't pretty. He was. He was Uh, upset. I did did not see that. Yeah, it was on the news. I saw it. I mean, he went, he went all the way from shod all the way down to the ball boy. Yes. Poor ball boy. He did. Ball boy didn't have anything to do with it. Bobby Boucher even got some. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. Yeah, he said, if y'all have anything to do with the Jaguars, none of y'all are doing your jobs. Wow. <laughs> like, oh, so, in God. essence, he was insulting you, Jeff. He thinks you should yeah. be replaced. That's all right. <laughs> he was first, upset. Not the first time somebody said that. Dan <laughs> I, didn't know whether, I didn't know whether you I saw it or not. I thought it was kind of I like did not. I'll, have to, I'll have to check it out. I think they're upset all, themselves right now. And That's right. No, they ought to be. They, they, they are. They are. They, they are. Hey, Nobody look, you, wants to be in that you position. Could cl- anyway, you could clinch it's, tomorrow. It's, 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 yeah, you could. You could clinch tomorrow. Let's hope so. I hope so. And uh, Kurt, bite down and, and knock it on wood. Chew on some wood tonight yeah. and get up tomorrow. And my mom used to say, yeah. "Chew some nails and get to work." Come on, CJ. <laughs> <laughs> you ever hear that from right. your folks? Chew nails. Chew nails and hey, get to work. Um, uh, Kirk. Yeah. I got a uh, certificate for my birthday for a trip with you. Your so lovely bride. She's so you. sweet. You know. She is. She really thought I, a lot of you. I told her that. I, I got. Said, wow. I got a, Willie. I got a gift certificate to go fishing with Kirk too for the nephews, and I, and I get to go. Yeah. Heck yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that convenient? Yeah. yeah. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey boys, want to so, go fishing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I'll get with you and uh, set up something. I don't know if you got any availability between now and the night, but little man goes back. On the yeah, night. yeah, yeah, yeah. Call me at the house later this afternoon. Let's yeah. get something on the calendar. We can do that. Yeah, that's no problem. Okay. All right, Willie, we got to take a break, brother. 
Yeah, thanks hey, a lot. Eight, fuck, by the way, if you guys need any uh, rod or reel fixed, Willie. Willie is the man. Okay, not Jimmy. Willie, 708 Fish 708 is his number. He can fix rods, reels, does a great job. 708 but if, Fish. But if you call 708 Fish and, and you ask for Jimmy, he'll talk to you anyway. Yeah, just say, hey, I want to talk to Jimmy, the guy that fixes rod and reels. Just sister. say Jimmy Willie. <laughs> yeah. No, that's it's Willie. It's Willie. Okay, Willie, Willie. fixes the rods and reels. Or Mr. Alexander. 708 if you really Fish. Good. That's right. And if you'd like to join us here this morning, 904-641-1010. Who, is, who does this song, Chris? That's uh, George, right? That's George, George Strait. Yeah, yeah, he's coming up in concert this is. summer, mega concert, him yeah. and Chris Stableton. Oh, yeah. Right, that'd be a good yeah. concert. Yeah, at the bank. Yeah, I got tickets for that. Yeah, nice. yeah, it's uh, nice going to be a packed, it packed will be venue. Fantastic show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I tell you what, though, I kind of feel bad for George because Stapleton's going to blow him, blow him right oh, out. Oh yeah, arena. I don't know. George yeah. still got a good, yeah. good voice. How old is George I, now? Oh wow, seventy. Yeah, he's, he's got to be He's up there. Yeah, keep going. I think yeah. a little bit yeah. more. It's just, it's just Stapleton's yeah. got something, man. He's just. Amazing, just absolutely amazing. Some 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 people can defy age a little bit, like Dolly Parton. Oh, okay, the the Thanksgiving thing that she yeah. did with the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, look, she's getting older, but you know what? Kudos to her, man. Right? Well, you know what? My wife, she saw that too, and she's sitting next to me. And she goes, "I know." <laughs> she spent a lot of that money on reconstruction. <laughs> uh, yeah, and I said, "Well, it was money well spent." <laughs> here's, the, here's the thing, though, that I that I'm talking about. She can still sing. Oh, oh, 100% she's got a voice. She can. Yeah. Oh you know? my gosh, yeah, man! Can. I don't know how she much can. of that was pre-recorded or whatever, but you know what? Oh. Well, but even if she sang it in the studio, that's totally fine. She sang it. She sang it. Yeah, that's yeah. Right. And George, George was never one of those run around the stage dynamic no, performer no, no. guys, anyway. So, no. you know, he he's built for the long haul. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that show. All right, so uh, let's get back to the phone lines. Let's talk to Chris. He's down in I think Isle Marana catching sailfish. Morning, Chris. Good morning, fellas. Good morning, Alan Jackson. Alan Jackson's a lot like uh, like that too. He just kind of he he got trashed on a uh, review there in Jacksonville because he just stood there and played his guitar and sang. That's what he always does. Yeah, I mean, and, and puts on wonderful shows. He's an incredible vocalist, man. Yeah. I love him. Yep. Yeah, we're uh, we're out here. Uh, we're one for one on selfish today. Woo-hoo! Where are you at? What's the temperature down there? It is sick. It was sixty-seven when we got up, and the temperature is going to drop all day. I think the low is going to be sixty-four. Oh wow! Oh, nice, nice yeah. day though. Yeah, yeah. indeed. That's pretty. What's the uh, yeah, what's the water temp? Water temp is seventy-five. Mm, see, that'll keep you warm. That'll keep you going. Yeah, yeah. If you, if you want, I guess if you want to warm up, just jump overboard. Huh. Yeah, yeah. Don't stay in that <laughs> water long though. It's seventy-five degrees. That's it's still kind of chilly. Still chilly. Yeah. So uh, who are you fishing with? We're fishing on turn three with Captain Jeff Stam. Nice. Oh, wow, cool. Yeah, yeah we uh, loaded up on bait yesterday evening. Uh, bait fish till dark. Come out here with a load of uh, gumdrop blue runners and put them out. And first rod out, uh, hooked up a sail. Oh, nice. that's awesome, man. Nice. What are you, what are you targeting? Sailfish or everything else? Everything, whatever bites. It's a, you know, there's sailfish in here, uh, mackerel. Uh, just heard a wahoo hollered out on the uh, radio. So y'all fishing anything to bite? Y'all fishing Hawks Channel? Um, no fishing. Uh, fishing right off, right off uh, Island Rada, just uh, north of Alligator Reef. 
Okay. So what's the occasion? Just fun fishing or tournament or yeah, just, what? Just just uh, Christmas, the Christmas uh, annual Christmas trip to Isla Morada. Good for you guys. That's cool. That's yep. a fun place. Yep. It is. It is. And, I mean, we're, I'm sitting here looking at the beach. It's uh, three and a half miles from us, and we're in 100 and, 151 foot of water. Gotta love the keys, That's man. That's awesome. Yeah. And it's, it's, uh, it's uh, there's a foot and a half, two foot chop, and... God, the fleet is unreal. There's mm. 50 boats you could throw a 12 foot cast net over. Oh wow! Uh. Yeah, there's a pile of boats out here with us. Did y'all hit the seafood buffet yet? No, What's no. That? We, there we was. Don't, we don't. Go ahead. There was one. What was it called? The coral. The coral reef. This restaurant. Yeah. Okay. The coral reef was one that we used to hit, and there was another one too. Um, what was it? The Lorelei used to do a seafood buffet on Sunday. Yeah, I think I think I've heard of that one. Yeah, but we don't, man. We we cook and eat so so well down here that, that we generally park the trucks and yeah. and uh, don't get back in them until time to go home. Chris, there is nothing better than having a group. Yeah, get together and do a little fishing and then do a little cooking, just like we did down in Steenhatchie, which we're going to do again this year. That's just absolute ball. Yep, uh, nothing beats it. Nothing beats the getting together, drinking a cold beer, nope. uh, hot grease, and, and good food. Yeah, totally right. agree. That's right. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Well, how much we longer are you guys down there? We're down till Tuesday. Jeff's down. Um, but we're down till Tuesday. You've got to go back to the grind on uh, Wednesday. All right. Well, you guys have a great time. Be safe and, uh, and catch them up. Yes, sir. Uh, y'all take care and happy new year happy to everybody. Happy new year. Happy new year, Chris. Standing by, we fish on. Oh, that was money. That was money. Okay, that was best ending to a call ever. Selfish number two. That's cool. <laughs> I tell you what, being down there this time of year, you never know what you're going to catch, and it's so much fun slow trolling live baits. That's awesome. All right, let's bring up uh, Captain Leon. So can you beat having a sailfish on, think Leon? You can. No, not yet. No, I can't <laughs> say. I, I, no, I'm not out there this morning. I uh, I pulled a plug on that this morning. I was like, I'm not interested in going out in low 30s this morning whatsoever. But just like you said, uh, the 50-yard swim, Yeah. Oh, I don't feel comfortable about that. No. What's Nobody swimming? does in this kind of cold nope. water. No, nope, not uh -huh. happening. Are you kidding me? I'd have a hard time swimming 50 yards in 75-degree water. Agreed. Agreed. Because yeah. you hop in a, you know, you hop in a spring, you know, you go, you go like Freezing it's a tuck knee or something, and you hit that, hit that water, and then you say, yeah, you got to go swim 50 yards. I swam the I ICW down there south of the 312 bridge with uh tom vermilion i know tom remembers this trip we were down there fishing on the flats over there behind what is it marsh it's not it's not marsh landing marsh harbor golf course that golf course on the south end of uh anastasia island okay and it was east creek and we were back up on that flat kevin had showed it to me years ago and we were up there wade fishing for reds mm -hmm. and we didn't anchor the boat correctly and it drifted across that big that little golf area right there where uh it's like a little bay mm -hmm. into the intercoastal and i had to dive in and swim oh no and what time of year 
It was uh, September. Ooh. And I had to swim 100 yards, and that was 25 years ago. So yeah. I was probably 43, 44 yeah, yeah, years old. Yeah. It almost killed me. Hmm. I uh, thought I was going to drown. I'm right there with you. Almost drowned. I, wow. I had something like that similar 25 years ago. I had to go after my boat. And I literally, when I finally got Marsh to Creek. that boat, I, uh, I couldn't pull myself into the boat. I had to sit there and hold on to the side and just gain my strength just put to pull myself into the boat i was so tired i did the same wow. thing i hung on the side of the boat as the boat drifted across the icw down there towards that old victorian mm -hmm. mansion that's down there south it's a uh, you know right down there towards uh and, and harold just told me it's marsh creek and right. i'm telling you i hung on that boat for five minutes and tom was like going did he drown i don't see him and the boat's right. drifting and finally i was able to pull myself in the boat and start the boat up yeah isn't that crazy it, i almost it, drowned it's scary it was scary. It was pretty scary. Mm. I mean, mm -hmm. I was totally out of breath. I was sucking air for a long time, you know. So well, that is that is by uh, far. If you're looking, to, if you by the way, if you if you're looking to to do a low impact form of exercise that <laughs> well, you got that, that right. Totally works the entire body. Yep. Swimming is the way to go. Swimming will do it, man. You know? Oh yeah. Doesn't hurt your knees. No doesn't hold no. your back. Yep. Leon, yep. Leon. So my my daughter's into basketball now right and kirk was asking me what's wrong earlier as i got up from the chair to, to walk over to the trash can and throw something out and then i was going you could tell his body was cranky you know grunting and grunting a little bit so uh so played a little basketball with her yesterday um i need to not do that anymore yeah hire the neighbor kids man's gotta know his limitations <laughs> the, the knees and the hips just don't like the impact of basketball Go knock on doors honey and i'll pay them <laughs> <laughs> right we played like an hour yeah. oh man i fought. i didn't take I, I any advil last night but i did this morning yeah <laughs> i feel you man i uh, uh jeff i have reached that age where everything i do i measure in how much will this hurt mm -hmm. if i'm hurt and how long will this take to recover if yep. i get hurt yep I, I look at everything through that prism how do how do these guys that do like senior league sports? How do they do it? Oh man, they eat a lot of Advil or Tylenol. That's what I think. That's insane. Nope, on the nope, nope. You know, I know that uh, you know we. I, it's been a couple of weeks since I hunted, but I know last time I hunted with Mike, I have a climber down in the swamp. I've shot a lot of deer out of that stand, and it's 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 a little hole in the middle of the swamp down there and i go down there once a year and i slide in there and i hang that stand and i leave it for three or four days cover it up and then when i want to go hunt and i climb that tree and every time i walk up to that thing i look up that tree and i go i don't know if i'm gonna do this one more time <laughs> and i put that harness on and i start going up that tree oh, and i am so slow going up that tree and michael texts me at like six o'clock and go i'm in and it's like 6 45 i finally text him back I'm finally yeah, in. I'm in. <laughs> you know, and he's like, good Lord, what are you doing over there? And I'm That's like, right. I'm trying to Spider-Man up this tree, and I'm not young anymore. So, Leon, uh, yeah. our uh, our 9 o'clock Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week, just jumping ahead a little bit, is going to be uh, what's your your New Year's resolution as it relates to the outdoors. So, uh, what what is yours? You got you got any resolutions you're thinking of? Well. That relate I to the outdoors. Linked to the outdoors. uh I did do something this year, and I hope I don't get in trouble for doing this. Uh, I did it earlier this year when the uh, 
mangrove bushes down there in St. Augustine released all of their seeds, I picked up a five-gallon bucket of them. Did you really? I brought them up to Pine Island, and I dropped them off. Very cool. The currents will not bring the seeds that far north. Hmm. And I collected around the uh, St. Augustine uh, City Marina, the currents, obviously, if that know the seeds, they float. Well, they all got trapped in this one corner, and I filled up the entire five-gallon bucket to the brim with seeds. And I went from Palm Valley to Pine Island, just going down the ditch, just taking hands full of seeds and just throwing them over the side to help try and spread those around just a little bit to give them a little better chance up here. And did you see any results? Oh, it's going to well, take not years. Yet I haven't. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have. I think there'll be some time to see if we get any results at all. But I do know for a fact that I have. I have mangrove bushes all the way. Uh, I have bushes north of Pine Island right now. Hmm. Wow, that's very cool. Interesting. So. I hope that in 20 years I can come back and see uh, maybe the fruits of my labor. Yeah, yeah, yeah I hope so. And Mother Nature may be uh, be maybe doing a pretty good job of of it herself. Mm-hmm. I hope she does. Yeah, crazy. All right, Leon, we got to take a break, brother. Fishing been good. Uh, fishing has been extremely good. Water temperature yesterday was 61 degrees. I do expect it to drop down into the 50s. Water clarity is decent. And the best bite has been coming for me on mud minnows this past week. And species, what's the best best bite with the mud minnows? Easy, easy prey, redfish right now. They're starting to uh, school up pretty well here in the valley. Um, the back creek seem to be holding the smaller fish while the larger fish are on the main banks. And uh, if you had to throw one artificial bait, what would it be right now? Hmm. I'd probably throw a paddle tail with a with an eight ounce jig head uh, for searching baits because that's going to work equally as well for uh, sea trout also. Okay, tenfold. Yes, sir. All right, thank you, brother. All right, take care. Captain Leon Dana, folks, if you'd like to get a charter, and uh, let's take a break. We come back. We will have our ring power cat tip of the week, and we're looking to hear from folks. Okay, nine zero four six four one ten ten. What is your New Year's resolution? As it relates to the outdoors, you can chime in via our Facebook page and then also give us a ring right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show brought to you by DuckDuckRooter. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show. It's time now for the Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. Ring Power and a Cat Rental Store has the youngest, most dependable fleet in the industry. If you would like to have a job done right, on time, efficiently, go to ringpower.com to learn more. This week's tip, hey, look, it's the uh, New Year's resolutions time. We always have them here on the Outdoor Show. What is your New Year's resolution as it relates to the outdoors? Let's bring up Captain Kevin Favor and see what his might be. Morning, Favor. Good morning, boys. This is Jimmy. Jimmy, yeah, Jimmy. I'll take anything you give me. <laughs> He's giddy. Uh, see that? You're funny. You're so, funny guy. Uh, funny, funny guy. guy. Uh, uh, how's Mississippi? Oh, man. It was... Uh, uh, Wet? It, it's amazing. No. You, let me tell you. There was a... The, uh, our Airbnb was on a little pond, um, and it's mud. 
And I mean, there's like docks around this pond and everything. And uh, and every place I go, it, it I guess they've had a drought. That's the only thing I can think. I mean, you know, when when we drove up on Monday, it, it rained on us all day. Right, kill the music, Chris. We we we've we've had um we we've we just had perfect weather every day since then. It's been cold, you're, but you're, who cares? Well, to give everybody an idea, you uh, you met your daughter, grandchild, uh, yep. son-in-law halfway yep. for the holidays. So you're in Mississippi. Bahalia. Which is uh, the Bahalia. <laughs> We're in the Bahalia. Bahalia. <laughs> is that how they say it? Real, real, I got, uh, yeah, I, <laughs> so just, 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 I got, I got some funny stories, but this one, this one killed me, right? We had a little emergency, nothing, nothing crazy. I had to go to the drugstore mm-hmm. and I had to fill out the paperwork, right? And, and this little girl, 18, 19 years old behind the counter and she's going through it. She said, you're, you're, you're from where? I said, St. Augustine, Florida. <laughs> she goes, why are you here? <laughs> I, said, I, said, I said, I said, we're on vacation. She said, in Bahalia? <laughs> she said, I've never heard that before. <laughs> Isn't that classic? That's great, man. That's a good comeback. She was dead. We're on vacation. Said, you're, you're, you're coming here from San Jose, <laughs> Why? She yeah. brings up a good point. <laughs> you know, I mean, but but I'll, I will tell you, I looked at like the records of this um, Airbnb, this house that we stayed in. Mm-hmm. It's booked. It's booked. Nice. I mean, it's just crazy. Must be you a know? pretty spot. <laughs> it, it is, Kurt. So so <clears throat> every house in here is on like five acres. Oh, wow. and all everything behind this this every behind the house is just woods. And oh. I don't know how, but it's it's. But anyway, we're sitting there at like eight thirty one morning, and I mean, pow, pow! I'm like, oh my God. like literally, my next door neighbor on this porch is like, in this room. No kidding. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I mean, can you imagine if you had this Airbnb, you really didn't know, you know, much about rifles or whatever? But oh my God, it was about it was I was laughing. <laughs> Well, that's classic. Makes you feel right at home. Yeah, you did. And I was I was good with it. You know, I just I just looked out there and he had his earmuffs on and, and he's sighted. You know, hey, you had his target out there at about 150 yards. Yeah, nice. Heck yeah, in, you know. You know that. But the other the other observation, you guys, um, and, and I got a couple ones, but but so from from Georgia to Birmingham, very few deer. On uh, as in dead deer, very few mm-hmm. from Birmingham to Mississippi, which is two hundred miles everywhere, littered, yeah, littered. Yeah, I mean, like, like, oh my God, there were so many dead deer on the side of the road. I was like, it was, it was yep. nuts. They're rutting. It yeah. was nuts. Yeah, and 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 the funny thing is, is that I'm I'm, I'm assuming that they picked them up because you know it it, it just it just they looked fresh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean. I mean yeah. uh, it was. It was crazy. The uh, to um, give people couple- an idea, Kevin. The yeah. uh, right now into January, so southwestern Georgia, Alabama. This is their their rut. I mean, this is yeah. peak of deer season. This is when you want to go to Alabama and do a deer hunt because they are chasing, and that's when yeah. the most deer car collisions happen is during the periods of the rut. Yeah. I mean, it was, uh, and, and by the way, from from Birmingham to Mississippi, I mean, there's, it's 200 miles of nothing. There's mm-hmm. a couple little cities in there, but I mean, it's just rural land. To most miles, people, it's miles, nothing. Miles. To us, it's heaven. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, absolutely. Oh, 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 and and the you know the those those big fields down inside those hills and stuff. I mean, Christmas Day was great because we we drove up on on, on Christmas Day. There was nobody. How's your neck? Nobody. Terrible. I bet there was nobody on the highway. Terrible. The reason I ask I, how his neck know, is, no, yes, is terrible, Jeff. Yes, <laughs> and the reason. I, I mean, I looked at it every every field, direction, <laughs> every direction. Yeah, I couldn't. I couldn't help it. I mean, I was just like, and, and Carrie's like, keep your eyes on the road. You know, I'm like, okay. okay. I know. Um, and it's almost yeah, like yeah, you want to I let mean, Carrie drive or let the wife drive yeah, because absolutely. you're trying to check every off. field yeah. that you're driving yeah, by. Yeah, see if you see yeah. any deer. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was an amazing, amazing drive. It really was. It was. It I might have been, been even tempted to ask the people that had the Airbnb, "Hey, uh, if I bring my bow with me and buy a hunting license, can I hunt in the backyard?" You, you know, I, uh, I would imagine that as much land that was back there, Kirk, and 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 you know me. Every morning I got up, um. I'm, I'm opening up the windows. I'm looking, you know, because there was a little bit of water still left in that pond, and uh, I never did see a deer. I saw everything else, wow. um, but but I, I, never, I never did see a deer out, out, out the back windows. Mm. So, uh, so our our Bring yep. Power Tip of the Week outdoor show New Year's yep. resolution. You got any outdoors related New Year's resolutions? So, yes, I, I do. As a matter of fact, I was talking to, to Carrie about this yesterday, and um, so we're going to put the old uh, Dewalt. Um, saw to work mm-hmm. seriously so so i have um obviously a five acre pond and, and 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 i have a lot of little hardwood trees i would say from from six inches below coming up in my dam and and it, it's it, it it'll take me a month to clear them yep but that is that's that's my new year's resolution is is i'm going to take what is it tordon jeff yes or tordon rtu <laughs> Yep, 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 yep. So I've got I've mm. got a bottle of that, and then you know you cut the tree down, you 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 put this over um, the, the the stem or whatever, and it, and it actually kills the tree. Yeah. So yes, that 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 is that's that's our New Year's resolution. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, hold, hold on, that's the official yep. New Year's resolution. Okay, there. Yeah. So we'll get the ring power music <laughs> back up. Uh-huh. So we've got the tip they, covered yeah. properly. <laughs> All right, and Kirk, uh, do you got one? Yeah. What's what your, you got an outdoors related New Year's resolution? Yeah, you know, we've talked about it up at the Fargo property for, for years. And, you know, now that we've got, uh, you know, Pine Trees of America out of their PCA, um, and it, it's just Judd and, and Will and I and, and the guys, we're going to do a, a bunch of new work at the property. We're going to put in fire breaks and have a meeting sometime this this month coming up, and hopefully be able to put in some more two pass in. Mm-hmm. You know, as part of those those fire breaks in, and do some more work at the property to try to make it a little bit nicer and easier access to some of the harder remote areas to improve improve the hunting. There you go. You know, we worked real hard on food plots this year, and we're going to try to make it better next year mm-hmm. and we've got the right chemistry of people to do that with now too got a lot of guys that don't mind working right yeah that helps that that's big <laughs> it's huge you know <laughs> yeah that helps in a big yeah, way that, that that's huge kevin <laughs> huge brother I yeah I know. all right so so just one other couple real quick stories so um i had to go to 
Uh, DG. Oh, wait a second. Uh, hold on. Hold you on. can turn the music mm-hmm. off now. Thank okay, you. yeah. Because yeah, yeah, now, yeah. now it's... Yeah. DG, by the uh, way, yeah. Dollar Thank General. Thank you very much. Dollar General, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For, I don't know, milk or whatever. Anyway, I'm coming back. Long, long country road, right? And I, I can see this truck coming at me for, I don't know, a mile. Mm. And it's like a little Ford Ranger. Okay. <laughs> it's got its hazard lights on. Okay. Right? And... I see a full-size Chevy, like, right behind it. Huh. I'm going, what the hell? Getting towed, maybe? <laughs> no. <laughs> Jeff, doing 50, uh-huh. he's pushing, pushing the him. No. <laughs> what? No way. <laughs> That's country, boy. That's Dude, country. I'm telling you, Billy Joe ran out of gas. And he called Elrod. <laughs> I ain't got a can, but I got an idea. I'll just push you to the gas station. Oh, here, hold my I'll, beer. Hold, hold my beer. Oh, my gosh. Like, going 50 so, miles an hour? Kirk, I mean, the guy that was driving the Ranger was on the wheel, dude. I mean, he was, <laughs> he oh was my. trying to call, uh, <laughs> trying to call his buddy like <laughs> that is classic. You should, you should have got a picture was, of that or a video. That would be classic. It's so oh dangerous God. to do that. You though. could have sent that to the qualified captain. I mean, oh, beyond, beyond, beyond dangerous. Listen, if he, if, he, if, he, if he loses contact for just a foot, yes. he's got to make contact again. Oh, toast. <laughs> oh, my God. Or, or somebody runs in front of him. You destroy both vehicles, oh, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, dude, i got to stop. i got to stop. Oh, here, why? Here. I can't see a thing. Here, hold my beer. No, 100%, man. Gosh, man. 100%. Oh, man. <laughs> Actually, uh, it was it was probably like, I don't even have to put my beer down for this. Hold on. Uh, no, exactly. That's yeah, scary. yeah. Uh, one, one, one other, I've got a trivia question for y'all. Okay. Like I, trivia. I took, uh, yeah, I took, I took Macy in, uh, my seven-year-old granddaughter, to mm. DG, right? And obviously, we got to go down to Toy Isle, right? Granddad, of course. Right? And, and she sees a slinky. A slinky? Oh, yeah. Oh, now, yeah. Old school. My question, real quick, yeah. is it a yes, old yes. school metal slinky yes. or is it a plastic yes. oh, one? No, 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 no. The old school metal slinky. Oh, there you so, go. Uh, we, so we did the stairs thing. And yeah. That. Anyway, don't, don't, don't look it up, but what year? Did the Slinky come out? Oh, my God. Oh, I know. Great question. That's the 60s. I'd say probably 62. Oh, see, I was going to go 56. No. I think that's a little too early. I'm going to go 1967. All right, I'm looking at 45. Oh, no! 45. Are you serious? Hey, yeah, and yep, I was too old in 56. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I had to look it up, right? Because remember the slinky going down the stairs? Oh, yeah. yeah. It walks downstairs, yeah, yeah, a loner yeah, in yeah. pairs, and makes a slinkity sound. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, I was thinking how much money that family's made off of that invention. That oh, is crazy. What was the other weird thing that was not the slinky? It was like a wheel, on, and it was like a little circle magnet. It had two little points on there, and it was on a, a little like a handle with a oh, yeah. metal and, hook. And it would just go back and forth. Back and forth, and yeah. you just roll yeah. it back and forth, yeah. up and down. Yeah, it was like a, like a tilt-a-whirl or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I know exactly what that you're That came out about. about the same time as a slinky. Yeah, and you would stand there as a kid, you would stand there and you would stare at that forever, and as an adult, <laughs> you look at it and you're like, this is the stupidest thing i ever but seen. But the kids would sit there and play with it for hours. Yep. It was like a yo-yo. Yep. And you could even get it to magnetize on the very end and spin it. 
and then and it was yeah oh yeah. and then came the clackers and there were busted thumbs busted heads remember those stupid uh-huh. things the clackers the two oh, yeah. plastic balls those big like, yes. size of golf balls oh, on a string yeah 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 and you had to clack them back and forth oh i hurt myself so many times i think my dad took ours and threw them in the garbage get your slinky to it that is bang and by the way logovin i did just the opposite this week that you did um took took the whole family to oxford mississippi which is home of Ole miss and they had an ice skating ring nice very cool don't tell me you tried it Hell no. <laughs> not, good man. Not, good man. Not even. No. Not, you know man. what? I'll, I'll let Lockerman go play basketball, and probably, I probably would have done the best, but uh, uh, I ain't put no, uh, 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 no, no, no. Good way to <laughs> break an ankle. I saw more, more, more butts getting busted. Oh, my gosh. It was. Uh, that's a hard fall. Hey, too, you, buddy. you know the one oh, thing, yeah. the one sport that yeah. I'm probably built for, but I still have to take Advil after doing? Bowling. Bowling. Oh yeah, for My sure. My left glute. <laughs> yeah, right. Gets so out of whack. Oh, it's a pain in the butt. Because oh. you know you you pivot on that left leg yeah. when you're yeah. right-handed. You know with that yeah. follow through with the leg across the other one. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Oh yeah. The kick around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. And the old hip doesn't quite have the flexibility mm, no, that it used to. Anymore. Nope. And then the next day, your arm <laughs> can barely walk. Your arm feels like six and inches hand, longer than the other one. Yeah. yeah. You can't open your hand because you're holding the ball oh, out all the time. It's all crunched Bowling's a good up. sport for me, though. You get down and you start rolling it down with both hands. You know what we need to have? <laughs> Seriously. We need oh, to no. have, yes. A bowling tournament? We need to have the first outdoor show bowling tournament. Oh, hey, my goodness. They just about finished the new beach bowl okay. at Beach Boulevard. You okay. talk about a nice bowling alley. All right, when are we going to go? I don't know. They haven't opened it yet. So, we we need soon. to have an outdoor show bowling tournament. It looks oh, like it's going to be guys really game? nice, too. Oh, dear. Okay. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, game? I'm up for I it. I love bowling. I mean, I suck, but I'll bring, go. Bring, bring the wives. We're going to have a little contest. Yeah. I like it. Yeah, I'm all I like about it. the bowling, man. You're not – but listen, Jeff, you're not allowed to just throw the bowling ball. You have to actually roll it. No, I, I roll it. Hey, speed and strength <laughs> very fast. Mean, mean you're going to get a strike, you know? <laughs> all right. Well, you have a great rest of your trip, bro. Yeah, absolutely. Good talking to y'all. And uh, and uh, happy New Year. Happy New Year happy to New you. Year. And tell Carrie we said the same, and the grandkids, and the you daughter, the and the absolutely. son-in-law, the whole the whole crew. And, and you guys, yeah, uh, I'll, I'll I'll take care of it. Make sure you uh, sure. go by and tell the girl at the uh, the DG or wherever that was <laughs> that uh, at Wanda. Haley is so <laughs> nice to to visit. <laughs> Hell yeah. But I can't wait to go back. To can't wait to get back. All right, brother. All right, boys. See you. See you. All right, see All right uh, let's take a break. We come back. We've got uh, Jimmy. Yes, where's Jimmy? We, we we got him on the phone. James is going to give us a PSA about being done. We're going to talk to Trina about the boat show right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. All right, so I've got to give out a huge kudos to Dan. Well, thank you. Oh, no, not me. Your name's not Dan. Yeah. Before we go to the phone lines here, because this is something that I, I, I've talked about for many years. We've, we talk about it, I think, constantly here. We all believe in picking up trash. 
Yep. Oh, absolutely. Indeed. Okay. I have pick sticks. I have them in my truck. I pick up trash at the boat ramp on all county the time. roads. I pick up trash around where I live. I hate that. I pick up trash when I walk to the parking lot from the car to a store. Mm-hmm. And Dan Friedman, Dan, kudos to you on our post on Facebook that here's your Ring Power Cat Tip of the Week. What's your New Year's resolution for the outdoors? Dan Friedman said this. Actually started this year trying to pick up more trash from the waters where I fish. That right there needs to be yep. across the entire community. The boating community would fare well. Our entire community of all kinds. Garbage. You, you have to take line two now. Okay, let's take uh, line two. Let's go talk to James this morning. Morning, James. Morning, James. Uh, excuse me. Morning, guys. <laughs> morning. <laughs> Stop talking to yourself, James. James. <laughs> Hey, Just don't uh, call me no, Jimmy. I, I, yeah, right. Well, only my mom calls me Jimmy, guys. Okay, so uh, uh, here's the deal. I'm, a, you know, I I've been listening to the show for years. Right. I know that the people that did this. Let me just say people, because I don't know if they were male or female, but probably male. I'm just guessing. All right. I do a lot of fishing, kayaking, boating, uh, all pretty much from the Stokes Landing area, all the way up to the Palm Valley Bridge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I am se- I am semi-retired. Thank you. Hey, by the way, guys, thank you for bringing that garbage uh, issue up. Okay, because since I've been semi-retired, I got some time on my hands when I'm not fishing, when I'm not in the wood shop, I'm picking up trash on the ICW. Now, I can I'm, I'm I've almost got it down to a science. I can tell if it was a, you know, I can almost tell if it was like you know an, you know somebody flipped. Flipped the can over accidentally. It washed up during high tide. Yeah. Low tide went down. It's it's visible. Bam! Pick it up. It's real easy. Real simple. Or somebody's hat, for example. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But I'll tell you what I seen yesterday. I went out. I was actually wanting to uh, fish, but I just couldn't help myself. I went down uh, about a hundred feet south of the. Uh, Nocatee Paddle Launch is one of is one of the areas I use. Somebody decided to shoot clay targets into the intercoastal waterway. What the tide was? Yes, sir. The tide was super low, and there are micro pieces of clay targets all over that shoreline. Hmm. Man, I I tell you what, I was so hot I had to call up St. Johns County Sheriff's Department on this one. I reported it, and they yeah. said they were going to get there. Well, they told us that, well, Deep Creek, which is right right next door, Deep Creek State Forest, he says FWC puts up cameras out there, but it's normally not for something like that. Because, you know, the thing is, you know, people have little campfires out there. That's fine, you know, little campfires, and normally that's okay. But my New Year's resolution, guys, I can't help myself. I'm going to have to go out there on low tide and pick up every piece of clay target that I see. Hmm. They even left whole targets laying around. Well, I think the clay will eventually decompose. I mean, Bi- biodegradable. Yeah. 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 But, okay. but I would much rather see a, a clay target than okay. a piece of plastic. So yeah. I wouldn't concern yourself oh, yeah. about the clays because that will, that will that break. Will, that will break down. Yes. It will break down. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah, because because I, I normally normally my my my, my normally my pickup trash is normally going to be real simple. It's going to be a, a beer can 
It's going to be aluminum, glass, or plastic pieces. Yeah. Right. Normally. Here's here's the thing that I don't get. Okay, James. Why do people feel like they can just open their window of their car, drive down the highway, and throw their trash out? Yeah, like like this earth is their personal trash can. What what, what do know, they I'll, think? I'll get it. What are they, I, what are they thinking, it. Dan? I mean, I mean James, and I mean. Do they know, and do they know that Florida statutes state that you that the judge can give you up to a $500 fine for, for throwing out a Wrigley's uh, paper? Wrigley's paper. Uh, gum wrapper. Yeah, we need to start enforcing that. Some people are just is like, "What are you it? doing? What are you doing, what people? That's where we yeah. live at. Pick well, up your trash. If if everybody will pick up one piece, that's one piece less that we have out there. And if everybody yeah. does it, maybe other people will see it. Because I know when we go down to Mayport, I launch out of Mayport. A lot of the charter boat captains down there go to great lengths, and there's a couple of them, and they know who they are. They go to great lengths to make sure the area stays policed well. That goes from the you know not throwing dead fish carcasses on the beach because once the tide goes out they stink and they just it gets like to be like a dump. But I mean oh, we yeah. we've put up signs to try to enhance the thing and make it nice for everybody. And if people just walk by and pick up one piece of trash and police the area and then police their own mess, it'd be greater for the environment. It w- it would be man. I mean come on. I mean come on guys. I'm sure that the guy the 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 folks that you know were out there doing. And not only that, but they're firing. They're, they're shooting right next to a public boat ramp. Yeah, that yeah. that doesn't. That's not the place to do it. Look, we got uh, no. plenty of places to do it. We've got Jacksonville Clay Targets. Yeah, there's plenty of gun ranges. People can join the St. Augustine oh, yeah. Gun Club. Uh, other yeah. other and places to do hear, it. Normally, Normally, guys. Normally, we hear no. We're, we're, I'm out there all the time, dude. I know exactly when hunting seasons ends because because over at the wildlife management area, you hear them. You know, especially around nightfall. You know, at, at, you know, an hour. Well, they're duck hunting sunset. right I mean, now, big normal. time. Yeah, yeah, that's normal though. But yeah. come on, guys, really? No. I mean, it. You know, it's just. But hey, thanks, Logerman, for the tips. I, if you if you don't want me to go pick them up, I won't. Nah, let them be. They're, they're biodegradable. Trust me. Uh, if you go to the, like the Jacksonville Clay Target Sports, St. Augustine Gun Club, I mean, there's clay everywhere, and eventually it'll be good. Yeah, and I, I, I would say s- s- use your time to pick up plastic trash, trash cans somewhere else, garbage, yeah. or around that oh, area. Believe me, I, I hey, I've, I've taken a sabbatical. I'm pretty much off during the day for like well the last eight months. So I'm 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 spending time with the grandson. You know, I'm I'm woodworking, I'm fishing, I'm kayaking, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. So I'm a you know. Uh, I will. I'll uh, I'll concentrate on that stuff right now. That'll there. work. And uh, and James, uh, uh, wear that life jacket on that kayak. I do. I I, I tell you what what I do, Logerman. I wear a life jacket and I have one strapped to the back too. There you go. One. Perfect. Yes, Thank sir. you, James. All right. Thank you, guys. Hey, brother. All right. Uh, let's go talk to Trina. Get some info about uh, the boat show coming up. Morning, yes. Trina. Hey. Good morning. How are you? Good. How are you doing? I'm doing good. Thanks. It's been a while. We got a boat show coming up, don't we? We do. We actually have two boat shows coming up. Okay. Um, but I want to talk about the one that Atlantic Coast Marine and Jacksonville Boat Sales is having at Palm Cove Marina. Oh, cool. So it'll be um, Saturday, January 6th. Next from Saturday. 10 to 4, so next Saturday, a week from today. And we'll have all of the boat lines that Atlantic Coast and Jacksonville Boat Sales carry yeah. there with ridiculous prices. Yeah, up to, uh, manufacturer rebates up to $25,000. Yes. 
financing available yeah. as low nice. as six point nine percent. Nice. Very nice. And if you buy yeah, a boat, card. yeah. What is the gift card good for? Five hundred dollars uh, gas card. Ooh, sweet! At the boat show, yeah. <laughs> we'll have a few boats in the water for demo rides. Um, we'll have a couple food trucks there. Nice. Um, it'll be nice, yeah. And it's free. So we got what Everglades, Maverick, Carolina Skiff, Chaparral, Pathfinder, my favorite boat. Um, what Clark <laughs> Sound? What Cobia, Rabalo? Let me think. Hughes. Edgewater and Casting Blast. So a little bit of everything. It. Yeah. A little bit of everything. All right. So when's the uh, second boat show? Second one is See, Prime that's Osborne. That's the one at the Prime Osborne at the end of January. All right. Yeah. So Is that the one we're going to um, be at? That's right. That's you can come visit ours, too. Okay. <laughs> Wander around, talk to people, give them some great tips. Tell them how much you love the boat. Well, I, I can tell you this. If, if there's one place or one time mm -hmm. a year to boat shop, that's it. Because yeah. you can save yourself a lot of gas and a lot of time by going to one place to check out all the different models and at one location. That's right. For sure. For sure. And it's the time of year when us and everybody else are motivated. Yeah, and it's cold weather. I mean... You know, that's January 26th through the 28th at the Prime Osborne Center. And it's a lot of it's indoors. There'll be, I'm sure, boats out in the parking lot. But you've got a flavor mm -hmm. of everything from bay boats to um, ski boats to runarounds to offshore cabin you cruisers. Name you name it, they got it. Yeah. Yep. Well, Trina, we appreciate it very much. So next Saturday at uh, Beach Beach at Palm Cove Marina. At Palm Beach Cove Marina on Palm Beach Cove Boulevard. Yep. And then on the 20, what'd you say? What the 26th. 26th. Yep. 26th. There's the other boat show, and that's Prime Off. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yep. Mm -hmm. Thank yep. you, Trina. We hope to see you all out there. You got it. All right. We'll see you then. Thanks. All right. Thank let's you. go talk to uh, Jimmy Knight here before we take a break. Good morning, Jimmy. Good morning, fellas. Are you that's uh, Willie Knight? Willie Knight. Willie Knight. The really, yeah, right. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, so, uh, I got a bunch of guys that I know that are heading to Alabama, Jimmy, and I know you like to go to Alabama. What uh, what you got on the on the schedule? I'm leaving Monday morning, heading to Mississippi. Nice, uh, nice, lucky yeah. dog. And now, is there run just like Alabama's? It's in January. That's what I'm hearing. Yeah, yeah when we're over there, it's, it's peak time for the rut, so it's going to be enjoyable. Where are you going? It's south of Hattiesburg and north of Gulfport. Now, how uh, is this a, a lease? You going friends, friend, it's own a, family? It's a nas national uh, national park, right? Park, yeah. yeah. Public yeah, yeah. told me about it last year. Four hundred something thousand acres. Wow. Mm. So we're gonna go give it a shot for four or five days. Got a B and B. Just gonna kick back and relax and enjoy. That's very cool. How far? Y'all been doing man? this for a while, right? You, you and the guys. We we used to go to Eglin, then we uh, went to um, Arkansas a couple times, and uh, so we're changing things up. And we'll try to Mississippi this year. See how yeah. it is. That yeah, that'll yeah. be fun. That'll be cool. Yeah. Any any Very kind cool. of of clue insight of where you're going to be hunting at? Did you get any tips online? Talk to anybody that's been there? Yeah, we got a couple locals there that's going to uh. be hunting with us. So they got the lay of the land and stuff like that. So. Doesn't that always help? 
Big time. Always does. Yeah, that's yeah. Local like taking knowledge. a charter captain. That's <laughs> right. Yeah. He might know what he's doing. That he awesome. might. He might. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, this morning you talk about the, the surfing boy. That brings back a lot of memories. Yeah, that was a good time in my life, I know for sure. Yeah. I enjoyed that a lot for a long time. You don't time. do it anymore? You guys, either one of you do it anymore? I physically, my neck won't Doesn't like me. it? My, yeah. my uh, orthopedic surgeon told me, he said, do you want to be paralyzed? And I said, not really. He goes, your neck is messed up. All right. He said, yeah. not really was your response. <laughs> I said, well, 50-50. He said, what about you, Jimmy? I wouldn't yeah. do that anymore. You surfing at all anymore? <laughs> no, but I'm thinking about my my oldest son. He lives right down from the pier, and he's got a – a ton of boards, different ones. So mm-hmm. I'm thinking about getting in back in the longboard. All right. Yeah, I still got a longboard. But the weather's got to get right. I'm not in the wetsuit. Nope. <laughs> I still have my wetsuit, and you know what? I still fit in it. I'm still about the same size, so Dang. I can still Dang. get in that. It just looks one. a little different. Actually, I don't have the gut anymore. I've lost all that weight. I'm down 35 <laughs> wow. pounds. So I mean, how'd you do that? Just started eating a lot of fish and rice, man. There you go. There you go. All right. Well, gentlemen, y'all have a good new year. Well, and, thank you, Jimmy. Uh, you too. With you. And good luck in and, Mississippi. Take yeah. pictures and send it to us so yeah, we can, ca- uh, we can share with the Outdoor Brotherhood. Call us next ah, Saturday if you, can, if you can actually do that. Well, I can, but I'll be on the way back that day. But I can give you an update. There All you right. go. That'd good be luck. Cool. All right, guys. Y'all have a good one. All, All right. right. See you, Jimmy. Be blessed. See you. All right. Let's take a break. We come back. We've got a Kirby Co. cooking tip of the week that's not necessarily related with a direct recipe. But it's going to help you prepare the recipes in a much happier way. Yeah, tools of the I can trade. assure you of that. Yeah. It might be one of the best Kirby Co. cooking tips, and it's not a cheap one, but one be. of the best ones that you could ever possibly have. And see, here's, a, here's another tip real quick. If you screwed up and, you didn't, and your wife loves to cook <laughs> and you didn't buy her a very good Christmas gift, this one might make up for some lost ground. Oof. Okay, so stay tuned right here on the Nimnik Buick GMC Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. So I got an idea. <laughs> I know you're low on gas. Let me just get behind you. <laughs> I'll water out. And I'm just going to push. Pretty much most of it's downhill, so I think you'll be all right. Yeah, we'll, we'll get some laxative and we'll feel much better for the day. Welcome back to the Nimnik Chevrolet Outdoor Show brought to you by Duck Duck Rooter. We've got uh, a couple things to do here before we close this thing out. And uh, the most important one is the Kirby Co. Builders Cooking Tip of the Week. Now, there's a lot of times that we, uh, we like to spend people's money. Oh, and yeah. love this, spending other people. In yeah, this that's case, the best. You give me your checkbook, and I could have a blast. Oh, right, yeah. So this one here, we're going to spend some of your money. <laughs> oh. Kirby Co. Builders, industry leader and proven provider of framing, drywall, interior, and exterior finishing on both commercial and residential products. All right, here's the deal. How many times have you been frustrated by a pepper grinder that you have at home and it doesn't work right? Yeah. It makes the pepper too big in chunks to where one gets stuck in your throat and you have a hacking oh, episode. Oh, the worst. <laughs> okay. Yep. Or it freezes up somehow and it doesn't work and you got to throw it away. Yeah. yeah. Or how many dishes, uh, how many plates of food have you ruined because things came out wrong and dumped too much? Uh, too much pepper yep. and the whole recipe shot. Correct. Or salt. Shot. Salt. 
what's the old term, Kirk? Cheapest ain't. Cheapest ain't always best. There you go. That's it. Okay, so we're going to help justify spending some of your money. That's the preface for this. So, (laughs) couple, uh, (laughs) nothing drives me more batty. Go ahead. Than a pepper. Because, like, when I have a salad, blue cheese wedge or something like that, I like a little grind on it. I love a lot of pepper. I, I like a little grind on it. And would you put a price on your sanity? No. No. Can't do it. No. It's priceless. Can't do it. No. But as aggravation, yes, there's a limit. So there are we we ended up getting into ended up getting hold of these salt and pepper grinders a while ago and amazing. Yeah, nice. Amazing. Best you could imagine. So yeah, we love the, the pink uh, we love the pink pink Himalayan sea salt. We love fresh ground pepper. Yeah. I don't like it when it's already ground pepper. I don't want that. No, nope, I don't you gotta want have it fresh. salt that's already I want it fresh. So this is called a a bottle grinder. They're made by Auto. Auto. Okay, this is not Auto Groom. Nope. Nope. Okay. Nope. This is Auto and it's not like Auto like car. Yeah. It's not A U T O. It's not O T T O. Yeah, they it's founded in Copenhagen in 2008 by Jonas Bagiel Paulson and his cousin Casperone. And so we came up with this beautiful architectural specialized in residential architect by salt and pepper bottle just for you for the holidays. Yo. Okay, it's auto, A-U-D-O. It's not the what would you expect either, but it's, a, it's a very different. <laughs> it was founded in Copenhagen <laughs> in 2008. These things are made out of country. Auto, he's a very good man. He make a nice salt of pepper shaker. I like a one in the bottle's brass. <laughs> they have the full-size ones, okay, which are $120 for the set. It's a two hundred and ten dollars, folks. So just shoot the porch and go for it. <laughs> they have smaller ones where you can save some money. They're only eighty five. Oh yeah, oh. we put these in the bathroom in case you like there to eat you your go. sandwich in That's front of the, the sink. That's the starter kit. That's the starter. But I'm kit. telling you, they are the salt and pepper these grinders are, that will last a lifetime. They're heirloom quality. Yeah. And when the neighbors leave the house after the dinner, you frisk them to make sure they don't steal them. <laughs> Open that bag, Mom. We need to check. Uh, Honey, bring the wand. We have to check the bag. If you're a foodie like me, okay, you got to have a set of these. Okay, if, if you have somebody who is a diehard kitchen guru, Absolutely. you got to get them here, folks. these auto salt and pepper shakers, A-U-D-O. I'm telling you, you won't be disappointed. My cousin, Yugoska, he put the all on his uh, egg salad. I've, I've bought guitars for less. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Minimalism requires you know. softness and a visual matter assumes haptic qualities. Oh. Get these salt and pepper shakers, folks, I'm just telling for your you, girlfriend. Man, She'll love you for the it. Best it salt is. and pepper shakers Whew. that have ever been Son. made. You know, I, but I gotta say, when I'm when I'm shopping for salt and pepper shakers, mm-hmm. haptic quality is definitely one of the things. Uh, I'm absolutely, looking for. absolutely. Oh, yeah. Kirk, qualities. you're a foodie. I'm a big foodie. I was telling Jeff during the break. I think I've seen these at Ruth Chris. I think. They I mean, use, we're joking around about the cost of them and and where they come from. But these are high quality. This is something. Are, these will last awesome. a lifetime. It's it's an investment. Yeah, it's a lifetime, and it's a definitely an accent point when you're having a nice get together at the house and you have some friends over. And yeah, it's a beautiful. Thing. If you want to impress you sit, somebody, set them right in the middle of the table with yeah. nothing else, and I mean, they come in different colors. Yeah. Oh, hey, oh yeah. Well, there you go. Go. If you go on the website, I wish you could tell me that sooner. 
They've you, got free shipping. Oh, oh, wow. You can get free shipping, so there's some savings right yeah, there. Yeah, that is. You can't that get them is. at Amazon. Nope. Okay? Can't get them at Amazon, so don't try to go there and get them there. You can yeah, get them with get them the uh, the sand color with the walnut lid. Oh, that's brush hot. brass. Sweet. They have the mm. bronze brass. Now look, mm. we saved you some money Hunting earlier green. in the show. Okay, with that knife was less than twenty bucks. There you that's go. It. So now, yeah, we so can now we're going to go ahead and make up for a little bit of that savings. We're right. going to spend a little bit here in a very worthwhile way. Yeah, uh, and they're smart. They because make, seasoned food is critical. They make them two it different is. colors, so that black is for the Pepper, and the white is for the salt. Okay, or but the let's dark say you don't like the, pepper. Yeah, the yeah. dark one would dark be the pepper, the, pepper, the lighter light one would be the salt. salt. There you uh, go. I like it. I like it. This, you know what? This sounds like an anniversary gift to Unless, me. Unless, of course, you get the brush of bronze, and then you have a problem. You need to put a sticker on the bottom, <laughs> so you know, because they both look at the same, you know? <laughs> They're awesome. They I'm just awesome. telling you. They're you beautiful. kind of drifted into a quasi-Italian. Yeah, there. I just, Kevin yeah. figured nah, out exactly we're from Copenhagen. Oh, goodness. All right, let's also do an updated weather and an updated tides. <laughs> Kirk, I'll do the, uh, the, the whatever. The weather. <laughs> tides brought to you by Angie Sub, the finest sub shop in Jacksonville Thank Beach, you. right at the corner of Beach and Penman while he's looking up the weather report. We had a high tide that is coming up at 1049 a.m. this morning. There was a low tide at 4404, and the peak of the tide is 4.6. Folks, look for it with the wind going back out of the west again today. Uh, once that current starts moving, it's going to move quick. With tidal drop fast, and uh, should see a pretty good bit of exposure of oyster bars and stuff. If you're mm-hmm. fishing today, I'm sure there's mm-hmm. a lot of folks fishing. And a weather report brought to you by the best barbecue in Jacksonville, Bearded Pig. Yep, I'm I'm ready for some northeast winds so I can get some more Bearded Pig scents flowing uh, into the yard. All right. Well, uh, here's the synopsis: Winds and seas are going to gradually subside through the weekend as a high pressure moves over the peninsula of Florida by Sunday. High pressure will then shift southward Monday as another cold front approaches and moves across the area by Monday night through Tuesday. So what does that mean? Today, west winds 15 to 20 knots, seas 2 to 3 feet. Tomorrow, west winds 5 to 10, seas around 2 feet. Monday, west winds 5 to 10, increasing 10 to 15 in the afternoon. Tuesday, north winds 15 to 20 knots, diminishing to 10 to 15 in the afternoon, seas 2 to 4 Wednesday. Southeast winds 5 to 10 knots, seas 2 to 3 feet. And temperature-wise, because uh, we've got a very important game day tomorrow. Very important. Very. Okay. We're looking for a possible clinch moment, right? So at kickoff tomorrow at 1 p.m., the high is going to be 57, west wind 8 degrees, and sunny. Absolutely picture Perfect. It doesn't get any nicer than that for a football game, folks. And hopefully it stays I'm hoping uh, perfect by 4 o'clock. That Take the that, game is nice. That's, that's what, what I'm saying. I want. That's what I'm saying. Hopefully it stays perfect by Take 4 o'clock. Take that pepper shaker with you and there you go. some pepper on those boys. Well, you know, Spice last, them up. Last week Sprinkle we, some goodness in that locker room. Last week we broke out the Lucky Mezcal bottle. Oh, boy. Wow. Mm. Yep. And the uh, in the radio broadcast booth, it did not work. Yeah, who dropped it? Okay, maybe we should go by the Cracker Barrel and get some zero maybe bars. The zero bars. There zero you go. bars might zero be bars? the t- zero bars. Let's hit the frozen zero bars. Zero bar yep. frozen, frozen zero bars. Frozen zero bars. Yep. Yeah, I'm going to break out a frozen zero you know, bar. Let some of those guys take them down in the locker room. Try to cut them up in chunks and put toothpicks in them and yeah. give them a 
No, that's nice. Look Hors d'oeuvre tray, you know. Oh, and then and then right in, as a centerpiece on the tray, mm-hmm. put the salt shaker. Salt shaker, salt yeah, and pepper. Yeah, yeah. Where you can salt and pepper. Put this on your yeah, zero looks, bar. Salty chocolate is fantastic. It oh, is, God, it's especially awesome. with that it pink is. Himalayan salt that you like Man. so much, you foodie. Mm. I can't, I can't mm. deny that. Mm. Little salty, salty sweet. Ooh, dog. Mm. A, a salty sweet zero bar. You know yeah. what I wish that they had? What's mm-hmm. that? Like uh, ground up zero bar for a topping on ice cream. <laughs> you can do that. Why don't you do it? All you got to do is take one and put it in the freezer and freeze it and then throw it in your that, mixer and that salt and break pepper it up in a bunch of pieces. Shaker Company makes a little grinder that can grind up a zero <laughs> bar frozen. Ah, yeah, we come up with that. <laughs> we just come with that. Oh, God. Start grinding up. How did hours. he get back into the show? Oh, All right, God. so uh, on our Facebook page, folks, Roma. a couple things about that. Number one, we want you to chime in with your New Year's outdoor resolution. Yeah. We want you to chime in there. Okay, also, I want you to go back and check out some of the old pictures that we posted up. It was a, a way back what did we call it back? Throwback? Throwback Thursday, Thursdays or Way something? back Thursday, yeah, whatever it was. Thursday, way back yeah. Wednesdays and throwback Thursdays. Yeah, we had a way back Wednesday. Yeah. And uh, some pictures there that were- uh, Me and Kevin and you. And a too far Holy. back Tuesday. There was Kevin's first Hydrosport that I happen to have a picture of. It's not a good picture, but that's it. That's the boat, you know? The picture of- The little grainy and the picture of you in the old uh, purple uh, sweatshirt there with the stripes on it. <laughs> in that big Chris, trout. Did you see that picture? That's a good trout you um, caught, though. That's a, yeah. that's a really nice oh, yeah. trout. That's yeah. a nice trout. Focus sure. in but, on the sweatshirt. But I, I didn't see the sweatshirt because, boy, you, you were like, I'm not happy about this fish. Your face. You're like, Rrr, New Orleans. Had the New Orleans shirt Is on. Is that a total Rrr. touristy? Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. Clothing wear item? Yeah. yeah. Who yeah. wears a sweatshirt I, that says New Orleans on it? Yeah, it's Maybe. it's. Uh, I played football in New Orleans, and all I got was this lousy I didn't play sweatshirt. In New Orleans. I don't know how I got that thing. How in the world did I get that? I can tell you this though: the jeans are looking kind of raggedy. Raggedy. Yeah. There's a major tear in the groin. I can see. And I got a got a picture. Yeah, of, I wasn't uh, looking at your groin, so no. Uh, yeah, this picture is, uh, of Kevin with the with the dough with the, the sticks with yes. Tommy Clay. That was an oldie. And Kirk, you and and Kyle. Kyle. Kyle was like twelve in that picture. Good lord, that means you were like forty. That was forty, man. All right, uh, thank you everybody for listening. The Outdoor Show always brought to you by these fine sponsor: Wild West Guns and Gold, Kirby Co Builders, Randy Marion Cadillac, Whalen Bay Marine, Shimano. Thick Pen, Strike Zone, Standard Feed and Seed, Hagen, CSS Fireplaces, and more, CNH Marine, Duck Duck Rooter, and always the Nimnik Family Dealership. See you guys next Saturday, same time, same place. See you. See you.